Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. New year, new problems, possibly, unless you got Mad Dog Manny Aurora, the man, the myth, the legend. Aurora Law Firm, specializing in criminal law, pops by the BS twice a month if you have any questions for him. You can always leave it either on our social media. You can shoot us an email by going to our website, podcastthebs.com, or you can call our hotline and leave it there, 404-369-3825. Even possibly set up a one-on-one with you and Mad Dog Manny on the show. He's handled litigation in 19 states, represented many clients, including professional athletes, law enforcement agents, lawyers, and politicians, top 100 national trial lawyers he is the man mad dog manny aurora the aurora law firm.com the aurora law firm.com the a-r-o-r-a law firm.com did you know in 2022 19.86 percent of adults experienced a mental illness issue that's equivalent to nearly 50 million americans just under five percent are experiencing a severe mental illness So what does that tell you? That means maybe you, possibly your friends, maybe your family need some help. Sometimes it's hard to turn to the person right next to you and you need to find that neutral third party. Ridgeline Counseling, Dr. David Markwell and his therapist, they've been uh, with the BS for quite some time, a personal friend and the best at what he does. Markwell Therapy com works with children, adolescents, adults. They offer Spanish-speaking counseling services. They accept insurance, offer self-pay options. Three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta, right near the square, and McKaysville, outside of Blue Ridge. But you can always get to them virtually. MarkwellTherapy.com. If you or someone you know needs help, just reach out. MarkwellTherapy.com. We all got to have insurance, right? Or even possibly change insurance, which a lot of people don't know it's a thing and usually saves you a lot of cash. Sean Camp at Country Financial, he's the man. Looking for a new car, you're going to need insurance. You want to get a hold of Sean Camp. A new boat, a new motorcycle, buying a house, all these different things. Sean Camp at Country Financial is going to help you uh, with and walk you through. I wish that my mother would have talked to Sean Camp at Country Financial. She would have had comprehensive, and I wouldn't have had to bought her new windshield. All right, how do you get a hold of Sean? 678-519-9028. 678-519-9028. Make sure you say the BS sent you, right? Get a little extra special rubdown. Sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. You can shoot him an email. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It's your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. <laughs> Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is, episode 135 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors Studio. All brought to us by Gorenstein and Watkins, GWTrial.com. Looking for a personal injury attorney, trial litigation attorney, wrongful death 
contracts, tenant disputes, transactions, you name it. They do it all. GWTrial.com. There in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, he's the Nader Tater Vader Masturbator. Hola. Hola. Buenos dias. How y'all doing? Bien. Bien. There in Noonan, Georgia, the Zelensky Studios. He's the B-Man, Brandon Thrasher. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. With me in the Golden Scissors studio, she's smart, salacious, vivacious. She's the Nikki D. The Nikki D. That's me. The Nikki D. Hey, y'all. Nate, excited to... So what, the Super Bowl is not this upcoming weekend, right? It's it's like two week. It's like another week, correct? Yeah, it's the 12th. It's the 12th. Okay, so we still got time. But you have to be in Arizona early for it, right? Yeah, because, you know, they don't just throw the halftime show together. They, you got to practice for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. It's not like a stage where it's like a pop-up tent where they just drop it and just... Oh, they got lots of moving parts. Got, so it takes... Are yeah. you trying you try to tell me it takes two weeks to build that stage? No, but you got to practice. I mean, we put it together and take it apart in less than eight minutes. Oh, wow. Um, on each side of the... Uh, on each side. Um, so wow. people that haven't done it before, they, they have to learn. Um, and then also the the artists, you know, the, the artists have to practice their, yeah. the show. And so we, br- we bring out the stage, put it together, they get up, perform, you know, whatever. So they got to, they got to continuously uh, practice as well. Do, do you like how, how many people in general, I mean, this is the, what year, this is the fourth year you've done this. Uh, this is my third, third year. Okay. So how many people in general do what you do at halftime? And uh, you're the guys that, and girls that put the stage together to, and tear it down. How many people? Uh, I think they said they were looking for 300 this year. Okay. So, so about does, 300 people. Does each person you included, obviously have a specific role or is it just all hands on deck? Do what you can to get the shit off the, off the field. No, you're divided into teams and the, the stage comes apart in pieces. So, um, so like, I can't remember what cart I was the first year I did it, but yeah, it's like you're, you're cart 15. And so you roll this uh, portion of the stage out onto the field. And then once you get a mile out there, you have to um, hook up the power to it, depending on, you know, what the stage is like and everything like that. So, so yeah, you have a specific role that you, you do and, and you don't, you know, waver from that. I would think that you and your people could probably get some like cool memorabilia. Like in this case, in this year's case, Rihanna, you know, she's going to be wearing something like furry and feathery, like some big feathery jacket or something sparkly, but, or something that can come off is what I'm saying. So when you're taking the stage down, you're like, Oh, there's a Rihanna feather. And you just take that. That'd be kind of (laughs) neat. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I don't know if you've seen like the, a little promo picture for the halftime yeah. show, but she looks like um, what is it, the Grinch. Yes, like she <laughs> exactly. she has like this big fluffy, big fluffy green thing on, and then the then her hair is all crazy like Cin- like Cindy Lou Who, and you know kind of the Grinch type of thing. So I wonder if I, I can't. I mean, it's not close to Christmas or it's past Christmas, so I don't think they would do that. But it seemed a little odd. I thought I, I said that to Rage the other day, like when we were watching the the championship games and. I said, God, Rihanna looks like the Grinch. I was like, that's that racist, you know, because you know you make saying something about the hair. I'm like, that's ridiculous. But anyway, I was like, yeah, and that green is like Grinch green that she's wearing. Uh, yeah, but that's right. why that's why I said the the furry feathers. Something will drop. You, I mean, you're not gonna get in trouble if you pick something up. You shouldn't be on the field anyway. Somebody's got to pick it up. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, if it was just something like that, um, 
But no, I haven't seen anything like that I could just pick up. But we do. They, they give us a shirt to wear um, when for the actual halftime show. So we get to keep that afterwards. So that's kind of cool. Well, what we, we, you and I need to do is uh, make sure that we're going through Bovado, Bovada and some of the, uh, the prop bets and get a little inside scooper dupers. All right. Yeah. Yeah, if I got that, I will. Okay, because we'll go in together. I'll put my money down, and then I'll just give you a cut of whatever I win. Okay, sounds good. I I did that one year. I knew somebody that was on the field, and they told me that it was going to be blue Gatorade. And so, and and that that was kind of a a fairly long shot, I think. And I I put a pretty big chunk of money down, and and I won. And it was? And it was. It was blue Gatorade. And wow! It, it was like, yeah, it, w- it was one of the longer shots. I, I don't even want to guess on what it was, but it was one of the longer shots of the options that you had. Mm-hmm. They'll give you like usually like six options and blue was like five out of six. You know, I think clear was the, the longest shot and then blue was the last of them. And I'm texting with my buddy and he's like, oh, it's blue. I just walked by it. Wow. I was like, okay. Because if you know somebody on the field you can find out what color Gatorade it's going to be at the beginning of the game because they're not swapping out the Gatorade. They don't have a specific cooler of Gatorade that they douse the coach with. You know, they might have different colors on different sides, which, you know, now you've narrowed it down to two if you just want to bet both of them. Um, But usually I think it's the same color for both sides. I never even knew there was a Gatorade color thing. I never paid attention to that. For prop bets? Yeah. Oh, you can bet on... And I do. You can you can bet on anything. Hmm. Yeah, that's you know. You want to do it? No. Oh, I, I don't think it's cool. I don't bet a lot. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I do like. I, I think I usually like my my max is like two hundred and fifty dollars, hmm. and I'll do, you know, twenty five different bets of ten bucks a piece. Oh, okay. You know, so I'm not. It's just it's more fun to watch the game. You know, I, I the most money I ever made was last year. I did not do well, but the most money I ever made was the the Falcons uh, Patriots game, not because of the score. I'm not a a money. I'm not a um, a score better type of guy. I'm a. I like the prop bets. They're just more fun. But I I remember I I bet uh, first touchdown score Devontae Freeman and he scored the first touchdown. It was like four hundred to one. Now again, I'm only putting ten dollars down. Right. But still. That's four hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, so for ten bucks, it's pretty good. Shoot, you can't lose. You know, if you're only if you're betting two fifty and you've already won four hundred, mm-hmm. you can't lose. You've already won the Super Bowl, right? You're already up one hundred and fifty bucks. Dang, that's neat. Yeah, so pretty cool, huh? Four hundred dollars <laughs> for ten bucks. Yeah, so you want to do? What do I sign up for that at? Well, I'd pro- I have to walk you through it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I have no problem. It's fun. I tell you. And we're going to have a little party at the house, so. Okay. Yeah, so it would be more fun to watch the game if you do the prop bets. What day is the game on? Even, even, it's a Sunday, of course. Oh, okay. Even if you do 100 bucks. I'm off on Sunday. And do like $5 a bet, right? I'm going to do $10. Well, then you'd only have 10 bets if you put $100 in. That's what I'm saying, you get more bets. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, if you're putting 5 bucks in and you win 20 bucks, you still won $15. You're up. So now that's covering three other bets. Okay. You're not going to get rich off of this, I promise you. Well, I'm not trying to get rich. Exactly. But it's I want to win something. But I it's like just, winning. It's just fun. It's just it's just going to win. Because I'm a winner. But we need Nate's help. <laughs> <laughs> we need Nate's help. <laughs> I know nothing about the Gatorade. 
<laughs> Not yet, but you will when you get there. Uh, do you have to sign some type of paperwork that says that you won't bet? Uh, yeah, and also... I, I can't talk about anything, really. I can't talk about the show or what it looks like or the stage or anything. Okay, well, then just forget everything I was just saying then, and we won't <laughs> talk, okay? Okay, sounds good. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> you, know, you know how Rage picked the uh, people that were going to the Super Bowl? Like, I thought the 49ers are going to win. Right. I thought I, thought I did it, too. Yeah. I changed my little profile picture to me and Jerry Rice and everything. I I, I thought it was good. I picked both wrong teams. I had the 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. How the Kansas City Chiefs won that game with a lot of help from the officials, uh, it blows me away because Cincinnati is a better team. They're just a better team. They've got better players, you know. Uh, so I was like, it's going to be San Francisco and Cincinnati. And Rachel knows nothing about football, zero. And she goes, who's playing? And I said, well, for the NFC Championship, you have the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. And she goes, what color are the Eagles? I said, green and black and white, I guess. She goes, what color are the 49ers? Red and gold. Okay. And who else is playing? Well, in the AFC Championship game, you have the Kansas City, <laughs> well, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. She goes, what color are the Cincinnati Bengals? I said, orange and black. She goes, what color are the Chiefs? Red and gold. She goes, okay, well, it can't be the Chiefs and the 49ers. And I said, why not? Because they got the same color. Because, yeah, you, you wouldn't know who's on the field. And I go, well, they don't all wear, like, <laughs> there's going to be a white team and there's going to be a <laughs> color team. And she goes, it doesn't matter. It's just, it's, it's just too much red and gold in the stadium. They, they, that can't happen. And I go, well, the 49ers are definitely going to beat the Eagles. And she goes, no, they're not. Because even with the Bengals, it clashes too. So you've got to have, the green has to stay. So it's definitely going to be the Eagles. I said, okay, you, like you know. I said, so who's going to win between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bengals? She goes, it really doesn't matter. But I guess probably, you know, the red and gold would look better with the green. So I'd probably take Kansas City. <laughs> By the way, this was a conversation. <laughs> this is a real conversation that I had with my wife. And I said, okay, honey. And I made the joke. I was like, don't use my money to bet, please. Hmm. And she goes, okay, whatever. She you know, goes about her day and they go dress shopping for prom and all that stuff. And then I'm sitting at home watching the games and I order some food. They get home and watching the games. And after the first games, the... Philadelphia Eagles just absolutely destroy the San Francisco 49ers. And she goes, told you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, remember that conversation we were having earlier? I go, oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> I say, we still have one more game. She goes, I'm not worried about it. I know who's going to win. <laughs> uh, you know, now what you have to do is you have to pick a team. Like, cause everybody's going to watch the Super Bowl. You know, because the Super Bowl is bigger than the sport. So you have to pick a team and find a reason why. That's always the struggle for either the non-football fan or for the non-Philadelphia uh, Eagle Kansas City Chiefs fan. Well, I can tell you who I would pick and why. Okay. And I you're would, not a football fan. Nope. Okay. You don't care don't about either you. one of the teams. Nope. Okay. So you're going to pick? The Eagles. Why? Because a former Kansas City Chief football player choked me. So I'll never go for that. What? Yeah. That's <laughs> horrible. Like yeah. sexually? No, not sexually. Um, uh, do you press charges? Nope. 
I didn't pressure artists. Oh. He was um, dating a friend. Well, used to be friend of mine, and we were all over his house. But he lived with his parents. We were all over. He lives here in Atlanta. We were all over his house one night, and everybody was like drinking, laughing. And all of a sudden, he start. You know, men like like crack jokes and and what they call joning and jiving. And so most women can't crack jokes back. So they'll joan or they'll crack jokes on, on women and women just kind of laugh. Sometimes their feelings get hurt, but they don't say much back. Right. Well, not me, because I'm like a master roaster. So when men roast me, then I have comebacks, and they're not used to that. So he was kind of trying to roast me, and I, I said to him, I wouldn't advise you to do that. Cause oh, that's a me thing. I, I'm pulling your point. Don't you mess with that. you be pissed huh? off. And he proceeded. I had on like this all jean outfit and he started clowning and making these jokes and I started making them back. And then I cut below the belt and he got mad and he just launched across the thing and choked me. Jesus. Who pulled him off? <sighs> His mother. Wow. You didn't press charges. No. Do you ever see him again? Nope. Yeah. Does he still live here? I don't know if he does. I think he does. He works at a warehouse or something. He's such a has-been. But, yeah, that's why I wouldn't go for that team. I go for the Eagles. You want me to get Brandon to take care of him? No. Okay. Fine. I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> Where's your gat? Uh, yeah, no. I don't want a piece of that. <laughs> so, but that's a good, I mean, it's a very deep reason, but yeah. that's a very good reason. So I'm going for the Eagles. You know, I think I might change my reason just based <laughs> off of that story. <laughs> Even though I want the Eagles to win as well, uh, and and I want the Eagles to win because I've always been an NFC East guy. Mm. So as a as a Reds or Commanders fan, which is in the same uh, division, okay, you know they're not there. You know, so I, I like to keep it on the East Coast in that division, and 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 I like the story with with the Philadelphia Eagles on, you know, their their second year coach. You know, he's, I like him a lot. I like what he, you know, the team is a team. They believe in each other. Uh, throughout the year, there there hasn't been, you know, look at me or I've gotten in this type of trouble or I haven't done this. I mean, they have arguably one of the best wide receiver do Well, actually, they have the best wide receiver duo uh, in the National Football League, and you can argue that all you want, but the rest of the teams aren't going to the Super Bowl, but A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are. Right. So that makes them the best, you know, maybe not on paper, but that makes them the best because they could possibly win a Super Bowl ring and the other teams couldn't because mm -hmm. you could make the argument of Jamar Chase and uh, and Higgins for Cincinnati, but they're not going to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I'm going with the Eagles just based off of that. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Fly Eagles. Fly. Nate, do you care? Do you have a reason to root for a team? Yeah, I'm going for the the Kansas City Chiefs just be, basically because it's uh, in Iowa growing up there. We don't have an NFL team, so everybody's kind of fans of every team that's surrounding, you know, the um, the Vikings, the, the Packers, whatever, the Bears, uh, Rams. I don't, are the Rams still around? Yeah, right. Yeah, they're in are L.A. They they're, they're, no, no, they're in L.A. now. Okay, yeah. Well, growing up, that's what, you know, was one of the teams. Um, and then the Kansas City Chiefs, so. Um, so a lot of my friends and family uh, root for them. And also when Brandy and I started doing fantasy football, uh, we picked Mahomes because we liked his name <laughs> and, uh, and he's been killing it ever since. So, so I'm rooting for Mahomes. Yes. Mahomes. I like Mahomes <laughs> and I'm a big Travis Kelsey fan and I'm a big Juju Smith Schuster fan. So they've got players that I like, but I have to stick with the, the Eagles, the Eagles, the NFC team. Brandon, do you have a reason? 
Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with uh with the Eagles because uh, Alabama had a pretty shitty year this year, and I think Jalen Hurts probably got a little little hurt by that, so he's gonna show out and do pretty good. And uh, I don't think the Kansas City Chiefs should have won that last game, so I was hoping it was gonna be uh, Cincinnati and Eagles, and then Cincinnati would win. But now I'm going for the Eagles, and I like seeing them destroy their city whenever they win. Yeah, I mean Cincinnati, <laughs> Cincinnati is uh like some of those calls in that game. Were, like I would be furious. You know, the one where they allowed them to redo the down towards the end of the game. Uh, and, and they show that the, the, the umpire was running onto the field. They just couldn't hear the whistle because it was so loud. So they do have the point of, like, they tried to stop. I've never seen anything like that before. And so it was, and there was a couple sketch calls towards the end. I mean, the conspiracy birds are definitely out. There's no doubt about it. I mean, why you would want Kansas City to win over Cincinnati and go to the Super Bowl, I don't know why. Man, home home field advantage, I guess, because they're playing in Arrowhead. But if anything, you'd want the underdog. I mean, you want two underdogs, Philadelphia and Cincinnati. Um, but the storyline of Kansas City, who would be, will probably be the favorites somehow uh, in the Super Bowl over Philadelphia like Philadelphia is the underdog, right? And I think Philadelphia is going to. I think they're going to. They're going to beat Kansas City by two touchdowns, at least by ten points, um, because they, their defense is just so dominant. Kansas City defense is not all that. I mean, it's okay. Don't get me wrong, but they were playing that game towards the end with not, without any wide receivers. They were all injured. They were all hurt, and Mahomes is hurt. That ankle is bad. I mean, he's got some time, obviously, to let it heal, but. Um, but they do have Andy Reid, which is interesting because Andy Reid spent all those years with the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's the storyline. No. That's the storyline okay. that all the networks will go with. Andy Reid returns home to the Philadelphia Eagles to win a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they're playing in Arizona. But you know what I mean? Right. He's playing the team that he coached for, I think it was like 14 seasons. He was with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I was, I was trying to explain this to, finally got to go play some tennis because the weather's just been so crappy lately. So we got to play some the other day. I was talking to this guy that, one of these guys I play with, he's a retired doctor. Uh, he's like, he's like 70 years old, but he looks like he's 50. He's in great shape. Great guy. Fantastic human being. But he's also 70 years old. And I was explaining how every sport needs more than just the sport. And he was like, that's not true. No, people are definitely obsessed with the story. Have you ever tried to convince a 70-year-old retired successful man that he's wrong? It's It's not going to happen. It's very difficult. (laughs) It's not going to happen. It's it's impossible. You just can't do it. And he goes, I'm fine with, with what it is. You know, it's, it's, it's super, we're also talking tennis in the Australian open and, uh, Novak Djokovic won again and he's just unstoppable. And I brought up the Netflix series break point and I asked him if anybody had seen it. None of them had seen it and they heard about it, but they didn't see it. I was like, so I was surprised. And I go, this is good for the sport as we had in a conversation, in one of the episodes, because it showcases the personalities of the players, mm-hmm. which makes you interested in them as a human being. So if somebody does something or says something in this Netflix documentary uh, for tennis, you're like, that's cool. I can relate to that. You're now a fan of that person, which means your eyes are watching the product just for that person. The tennis, you know, whoever, you know, the, the, the tennis bosses, 
They don't care why you watch. They just want you to watch. That's a fact. I've never watched tennis, never been interested in tennis. The only tennis match I watched was the one Serena just did in her career. Because that because was of the story. The story. Of who she is. She's the GOAT. And I've never watched tennis before, and I might not watch it after. Yeah, because she's, you know, it was the U.S. Open, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of was her tournament, and she made it past the first round, and people didn't think she was going to be able to do it, and mm-hmm. she did it, and which made the story even better. And the last night, it was it was a tear jerking moment and and a horrible interview at the end to send her. Use that as an example for him. A lot of people watch tennis for those moments because of the story, not because of the sport. Well, he doesn't agree. You know, he he's like, no, he don't need that. He was like, I was like the Super Bowl. You're gonna you, there's gonna be a storyline, and uh, and this was on Sunday, so this was before the the games have been played. And he's like, no, it's just you watch the Super Bowl for the Super Bowl. I'm like, the the shit you do. It's like all the people that watch the Super Bowl, you're trying to tell me they're all football fans? No, 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 no. They're watching it because of the story that's been perpetuated by the media, which there's nothing wrong with that. They're watching it because they're fans of Rihanna, and they're just waiting for halftime for her to perform. And if you're not a fan of Rihanna, because I could care less whether Rihanna performs or not, but I'm watching the halftime show because that's what people are going to be talking about the next day, and I want to be a part of the conversation, and I want to know if anybody joins her on stage. And she's going to have a floating umbrella. And she's going to have a floating umbrella. Under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, Because you know what everybody's waiting to see at halftime with Rihanna? What? Chris Brown. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I don't think he's going to come out. They're, they're still being hard on old Chris. I don't well, think they're going to well, let him out. Yeah, but that's not, if, if if she wants him, can you imagine? It will be lit, though. I mean, oh, my goodness. like, now, I'm not a fan of Chris Brown because what he did to her is unforgiving to me. But from an entertainment standpoint, you know, to bear, you know, have some type of thing where I'm sorry, bury the hatchet. We have a new song that we have. It's my bad. I beat you one night, you know, whatever. <laughs> that would be, that would be the, that, that would go down in history as one of the most, I don't know, best, but unusual halftime shows ever. You have a domestic violence couple performing together years later, burying the hatchet in front of a gazillion million people. You can't beat that for entertainment. I I definitely would love it, but I don't think the NFL would let Chris out there. Why? They let players that beat their wives all the time play the following Sunday after being arrested. They definitely do. Why the hell won't they let Chris Brown after? And trust me, I hate Chris Brown, but I'm just saying, you know, it's been how many years? It's been a lot of years. So, you know, like they'll let a player that gets arrested on a Monday play on a Sunday. After now I'm going to be sitting there like, is Chris coming out? See? Man. It's a storyline. Now you're getting me all hyped. It's, I know that's not happening. It's a, it's a storyline. You know, even, the, you know, and I, you take the, the word, I know I do, uh, storyline from wrestling. You know, wrestling is all about the storyline. They are the masters of the storyline. Some hit, some don't, right? Mm-hmm. But when the ones that do hit and especially go mainstream, it brings more eyes to the product. WWE knows that they need more than just wrestlers. That's always been the argument in the wrestling community, like especially lately with the new wrestling fan, they feel like, oh, it's pro wrestling. We'd like to just see more wrestling. We like bullshit. You don't give it's it's scripted. I mean, like it's not real wrestling, right? I mean, they're real athletes. Don't get me wrong. I've been a wrestling fan my whole life, but it's not real as far as the outcome. 
So for you to say, oh, we want to see. No, it's acting. Like it's it's, gym, it's gymnastics. That's what you want to see. The big spots versus the storyline makes great wrestlers. The greatest wrestlers of all time had no more than five moves. Hulk Hogan. Did he wrestle when he was in the ring? No. When he wrestled in Japan, he actually did because it's a different concept of wrestling in Japan. I think they still believe that it's real. Seriously. I really think they do. <laughs> But the big wrestlers, the biggest wrestlers of all time, The Rock, five moves. No more. John Cena, no more than five moves. Ric Flair, no more than five moves. You know, the greats didn't do shit. They just sold what was happening to them. A story, because these wrestlers I saw, they do all kind of acrobatics and all kind of stuff. And I'm sorry, their names are? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> But I say Hulk Hogan. I know who he is. I say Ric Flair. I know who he is. I say John Cena. I don't know him. You can't see me. <laughs> I say The Rock. I know The Rock. Okay. Mm -hmm. Andre the Giant. I know Andre the Giant. Mm. He was in one of my favorite movies. Yeah, Prince, uh, whatever. Mannequin. Mannequin? Mm -hmm. He wasn't in Mannequin. Well, he was. I'm almost he was in The certain. Princess Bride. Princess Bride? He was in Princess Bride. I, I know he was. He was in Mannequin, too. No, he was probably dead by Man Mannequin 2 or Mannequin 1. 1. You just said Mannequin 2. But I'm saying in the Mannequin 2, like in that movie as well. <laughs> well, you can't okay, say let me Mannequin speak. also. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Also as well in conjunction with. Okay, well, 2 and as well mean the same oh, thing. So you can't gosh. say Mannequin 2 as well. That's like saying ATM machine. However you want to say it. I thought he was in the movie. Well, I can't help you if you're... Not speaking English. I'm definitely speaking English. <laughs> <laughs> Which actor are you guys talking about? Andre, Andre the Giant. Giant. He's not even really an actor. He's not in Mannequin. <laughs> I don't know what the hell she's talking. She's a high. She's on the crack weed. Yeah, I'm not seeing him. He's not in it. <laughs> I don't know why she would even say, oh, he was the guy on the back of the motorcycle. I he, was <laughs> he was with Andrew McCarthy. He was on the back of the motorcycle. No, that's the chick from Sex in the City. She kind of does look like Andre the Giant, though. <laughs> but they just had at Royal Rumble, the WWE, you know, knowing that they need more than just wrestling. The Royal Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view. Do you know what the, the what they do at the Royal Rumble? It's Rumble. pretty cool. Well, they have a battle royal, which means there's a lot of wrestlers in the ring at one time. Okay. But in this case... I don't case, like that. Well, here, what they do is they they have 30 wrestlers. They start out with two, and then every, I think it's like 90 seconds, a new wrestler comes in. Mm. so the anticipation of who that wrestler is going to, they'll bring back legends and, you know, people that you might not have seen in a while or people that are returning to the company. Okay. So there's a bunch of surprises. It's a lot of hype. Yeah. There's a bunch of what, what they call pops, right? Okay. Um, Logan Paul has wrestled recently in the WWE and he would, he had a wrestle. He actually is very good. I mean, he, he's a very entertaining and a very athletic dude. Like if he wants to do wrestling full time, he would be phenomenal, like really, really good. And so he had a WrestleMania match and surprised people. Mm. But the wrestling community boos him because he's a YouTuber. That's what they look at him as, right? He's like, we don't need this guy in our business. Yeah, but he's like being booed isn't bad because it's like he's a wrestling right. villain. So if you embrace the boo, mm -hmm. you can be bigger than any day somebody cheers. Right. So they bring him back for the Royal Rumble. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't win. Sorry, spoiler alert. Doesn't win the Royal Rumble, but he had the spot of the night. 
he and Ricochet, which is another wrestler, they were on opposite sides of the ring, outside of the ring, on the apron, though. Mm -hmm. They both jumped up on the top rope, not on the turnbuckle, but just on the rope, Mm -hmm. springboarded at each other in the middle of the ring and collided and made the loudest sound I've ever heard in a wrestling ring. Jesus. So you can't make that up, though. Like, that ain't can't be fake. No, that was <sighs> real. And Logan Paul, the YouTuber that supposedly wrestling fans don't give a damn about, had the spot of the night. Mm-mm-mm. And And, you know, the next day on TMZ and all these other different channels, you know what they were talking about? Uh-oh. That. Mm-hmm. They're talking about Logan Paul. They weren't talking about they weren't talking about who won the wrestling match, Cody Rhodes. They weren't talking about any of that. They weren't talking about Roman Reigns retained the title and turned on Sami Zayn. They didn't talk about any of that. They talked about the YouTuber that jumped across a wrestling ring into another wrestler <laughs> because he's not a wrestler. That's the storyline. That's why you always need more than just the sport. Agreed. In every sport. That's why golf is so boring. The best time golf wasn't so, or the only time golf wasn't boring, when we found out Tiger Woods fucked half of Waffle House employees. <laughs> it actually got unboring when Tiger Woods joined golf, period. I can remember like it was yesterday coming home from school and my grandma and my uncles and everybody's like gathered around the TV and I'm like, what are y'all watching? They're like, golf. I'm like, golf? They're like, yeah, there's a bad guy playing golf. I'm like, there's a black guy playing golf? (laughs) (laughs) And he's good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, it also helped that the old guard in golf was still there when Tiger was coming up, and they would make racist comments. Oh. And so they were getting beat by Tiger Woods. But Tiger Woods was more than the story, not because of his play, but because he was black. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just that simple. That's what it was. You know, it made golf entertaining. People were tuning in like, there's a black guy playing golf. I remember I sat down with them that day and I watched the whole thing of golf. I never watched golf in my life. Yeah, because well, that's why Tiger Woods. Tiger and he's Woods. also, and as time went on, it didn't become as much of a thing mm-hmm. with him, his color. Yeah. He was just great. He was good. And then we find out that he just slept with every woman at Waffle House and church parking lots and then the story got got even better. <laughs> and there, there were even some girls he slept with that I slept with, which made me like three degrees to Tiger Woods' penis. <laughs> <laughs> kind of neat. <laughs> cool. I was like, wonder if I can play golf now. <laughs> this is kind of neat. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't too much uh, after the fact. Would you say Kansas City always does the the that burns down their cities and, and whatnot. The Eagles. No, Philly. Philly. Yeah, Philly likes to do that. We know they greased their light poles so people couldn't. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I think, like you do squirrels like for a bird feeder. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the cities do that now. I think Atlanta did it too. So can, can like we find out when they do it next time? Because I would like to find the group of people that their job is to grease all the light poles. How do you, how do, you do that? Do you spray? I guess you spray them. With grease. Maybe you rub it on. Try that thick grease. Yeah, it's a lot of light poles. To, I mean, you have to climb the light pole and then rub and drop. I mean, that's weird. Like, I want to watch that. I'd pay to watch that. Well, I doubt they do the whole thing. They probably just do, like, the first couple feet of it. Oh, so they're just kind of going, okay, Bill, you get that yeah. one. Because they can't start from the top. So if they do the bottoms, they yeah. can't even climb up it. I don't know. I saw a pole that uh, somebody was, had climbed up uh, in Philadelphia, and it looked greased. 
I was like, how'd you get up? Like all the way to the top, it looked greased. I was like, how'd you get up there, dude? Like I conquered the greased light pole. Look at me. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's talk to our guest. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Winter is here. And we know what that means. Rodents are looking for a nice, comfy place to call their home. Nothing better than a nice, warm attic or crawl space. Possibly yours. Do you know that rodents can cause thousands of dollars in repairs or even worse? Squirrels are the number one issue with house fires in the attic due to them constantly chewing on the wires. Not to mention the diseases that they carry. Well, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. They do full or partial exclusions to help get rid and prevent rodents from invading your home. Whether it's squirrels, rats, opossums, or bats, they got you covered. Fully licensed and insured. Inspect All Pest Services is a company you can trust to take care of all your rodent needs. Inspectallservices.com. Make sure you mention the BS and receive 10% off your exclusion work. Year-round exclusions, one year of rodent trapping included with annual renewal, rodent letters, trap set and attics, and crawl spaces, free inspections. Inspectallpestservices.com. Doing a little remodeling in the new year, possibly. Go to UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. By the way, if you go in or when you go in, make sure you ask if Tony's around. Tony's awesome. You got to meet Tony. Fair prices, quality of work, and excellent service apart uh, from their competitors and their industry. You can visit the Norcross uh, showroom location and let their design team just totally transform your kitchen and bathroom into this beautiful and functional environment to fit you know your personality right it's a one-stop shop at uci kitchen and bath they provide installation on whatever you buy mention the bs you get 10 percent off regularly priced countertops ucigranite.com ucigranite.com i want you to get the latest coolest hippest trends in your house plus you get to improve your property value ucigranite.com taxes that's as real as real can get right you can't fake it they're here they come every year right now they're here they're right in your face you're going who's going to do my taxes last year that guy in the strip shopping plaza you know just didn't cut it never got that check that i was supposed to get well i'm going to send you to the best in the business that's alliance tax solutions and you do that by going to their website www.keepmy.money Keep my money. They want you to keep your money. We're talking tax resolution, tax planning, tax preparation, bookkeeping. If you're a small business like me, having somebody keep your books, that is way cool, right? Keep my dot money, Alliance Tax Solutions. Uh, Georgia based, face to face tax resolution firm, 25 years combined experience, and have resolved millions of back tax debt for their clients. That could be you. You got issues. Don't try to do it yourself. Trust me. You don't want to do it yourself. You want to go to pros like Alliance Tax Solutions. Keep my dot money. And back to you, Jason. He's back. The mad dog himself. Manny Aurora. Aurora Law Firm. Walking in here in his workout outfit. Before we start, uh, I always forget, are you representing Young Thug in Atlanta or no? I am not. You are not? Yes. Okay. So you had nothing to do with his buddy passing him drugs in court the other day? 
No, but if you've ever been through a jury selection, you need the drugs. So I totally understand it's justified. So, <laughs> Judge, my client needs drugs. This is just the process. This is how it works. It's been three weeks of jury selection with no end in sight. Trust me, it's mind-numbing. That was You saw that video, right? Yeah. I mean, the dude just got up from the back and handed him drugs out in you know, court. Like, everybody saw it. And then the bailiff comes over and is like, what are you doing? I don't even yeah. think he arrested his buddy that gave him drugs. I don't know. The question is, how did he get him in there? Because he's an inmate, and they search you coming and going, and so very questionable. The the guy that gave him the drugs is the inmate. Yeah, well, the co-defendant is what I've been told. He looked nice. He had a nice suit on. Well, it's jury selection. Everybody has a suit on. Oh, because the jurors aren't supposed to see you in your jumpsuit because that would prejudice you. The fact that you're in handcuffs and all that stuff. Is there a go-to suit place for these people? Um, usually people bring their own. Like jailer suits is like, oh, we all get all of our business from the courthouse. <laughs> I guess they could, all different sizes. <laughs> this is just all, we've been doing this for 40 years and we've just made so much money. We just supply suits to the jail. <laughs> I think that's a good business idea. It's we should look into it. Great business idea. You just lease them, you know, lease them for the time that you're on trial. That's all you got to do. What was that place in high school where we'd get our tuxedos leased for the prom? You're right. <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Does everybody know the name? That it was like the go to tuxedo place, everybody went to it. Like oh, Joseph A. Brothers, no, no, no. Warehouse. Banks. no, no, it wasn't Joseph A. Banks, it wasn't Men's Warehouse, it was, it was a small store in the mall, and it, everybody went there to get their tuxedo and their shiny black shoes. Absolutely, I knew it. I had the best experience there. Uh, this was post high school. Well, one of the first radio show. the first radio show I was on, they, they had a bit called Second Chance Prom, yeah. and we had to go get fitted for tuxedo, and that company was sponsoring it so you know, we got them for free and so we went in there and the girl that was sizing us was beautiful absolutely gorgeous and she was you know like every once in a while we guys we get lucky and we get the you know when we're single and we get the girl that's over flirtatious because we guys don't get that too much you know and they're just she was just like kind of i mean it wasn't annoying it was flattering and she's like, you want me to come? I mean, it was like a movie. She was like, do you want me to come into the dressing room and help you with this? And the, the cummerbund and all. I was like, yes, please. <laughs> so she comes into the little room and she's, you know, nothing happened there. It happened later at, at my apartment, but it was just the best experience. Like I was like, is there a comment card I can fill out for you? <laughs> this is the best experience I've ever had in my life. Uh, and we got, Nate, did you find it? You know what it is? It's good it, yeah, it, it wasn't men's warehouse, was it? No, 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 no. no, no. Yeah, men's I, I have it in my head. I just can't think exactly what it is. I, I don't, 1980s. I think they're still around. Was I, it a brand? It was like a brand, though, right? You would it was have like the to, brand in the store. You would ha somebody's screaming at their at their radio right now. Yeah. It, it, you would have to say it for me to 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 it will like flashback. But it was in every shopping mall. I don't know, not so much now, but it was in every shopping mall. And that was where you went. That was where, I don't even know where boys go to now in high school to get tuxedos. Who knows? Yeah. Probably I'm sure there's a rent the runway or something like that. But. You, you, know, you either order it off Amazon or, you, uh, or you're on a reality show. It's, it's one of the two for, for kids now. <laughs> the name of the store was, I don't know if that's the brand itself, but it was in every mall. That's every where mall. every kid went. And for prom, you better show up early because those things were going to sell out. And it was always in that corridor that nobody went to. Right. You know, it was by the, the, the machinist. Yeah. The guy that can fix your shoes and purses and, and football pads.
<laughs> What's down there? It's not American Commodore, is it? No, 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 no. no little no. black tuxedo. Yeah, little black tuxedos with the shiny shoes, and it was in the malls back in the eighties. That's not the name of it. No, that wasn't the name of it. Somebody will, somebody on social media will figure it out. Anyway, the Aurora Law Firm dot com. Uh, man, he's a defense attorney. He's uh, stationed here in Atlanta, but he can help you out anywhere you are in in, in the in the world in the country. I mean, he's 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 done celebrities, he's done professional athletes, he's done politicians, he's done cops, he defends everybody. Uh, so reach out to him, the AuroraLawFirm.com. And if you ever have a question for him, like we'll get to all these questions that we get via podcastthebs.com or social media, um, you can leave them there, or you can call the hotline at 404-369-3825, 3825 Before we get started, do you have any cases in the Aurora Law Firm office that you want to talk about? We're starting a gang trial in about just a hair under a month. It's very interesting because... Uh, it's like a drive-by shooting kind of situation in the dark. And so the whole case rides on the fact that two of the people in the car that survived will say that when they sh- the shooting started with this rifle, they looked back in the dark with the headlights looking at them and could see who was inside. Uh-huh. They made eight different statements before they finally pinned it on our guy. So that's going to be very interesting because last time I checked, it's really hard to see anybody inside a car with the headlights you know, facing you or if they're shooting at you. Well, what is your, what is your alibi? What is his alibi? Uh, the alibi is kind of hard because the murder happened seven years ago and we just got hired and the case is finally getting to trial seven years after the fact. So it's going to be hard to recreate a lot of the information. So has he been in jail for seven years? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's justice for you. Well, I mean, let's not jump ahead of ourselves. He could be guilty. Yeah, right by the phrase, right, Nikki? Help me out here. He could be guilty. Oh, so you go to the black girl. Oh, he could be guilty. I'm because sorry. Because she understands what I go through on a daily basis, not upper white Roswell here. So so it's racist to say that he could be guilty? It's not racist to say. It's the mentality that people have is what hurts us so much these days. Is you go but that's under the not fact- a mentality, Manny. That's just a... It's just the, the probability. 50% he's guilty, 50% he's innocent. Uh, that's another concern, right? If we truly believe innocent until proven guilty, he is 100% innocent right now until the jury trial's over and they decide otherwise. The fact that we even think that he's probably guilty means you think he's done it instead of saying, you know what, everybody gets a fair trial. And the funniest thing is my favorite clients are the uppity white Roswell Alpharetta types because their whole viewpoint in life changes if they're a kid or they get accused of something. Because yep. then you see the immense amount of power that's just coming down on you and the stress. Well, I didn't say probably. I didn't use that word. I, 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 well, I didn't see that's where you're jumping ahead of yourself. What I did he say, everyone? Was I, it? I did. I, I said most likely. You know, no, no, something? I didn't say most likely. I said there. Roll tape. I said. Roll can tape. I throw that flag? I said. Thing? I said there is a probability that okay. he could be guilty. I didn't allude to the fact that he was guilty. Right, well, there's always a probability that it could be guilty. That's but all I'm we saying. Should just say, why is somebody sitting in jail for seven years without having their trial? Well, that's a great question. I'm just trying to make conversation with you by saying there is a probability that he could be guilty. So yeah, you didn't even listen to me. All right, you're right. Okay. You didn't Did he say that, me. everyone? Yeah, of course I said. I know I that's said that. That's what he said, but what Manny is saying is true. You can't go in with even using the guilty word. He's innocent. He has to be proven guilty. I Look, I get it. I understand that. I was just asking a simple question of that there's the probability 
of him being guilty. That's all. That's true. Okay. All right. Then I stand I w- corrected. I would think that as a defense attorney that you would probably put that in your pocket of saying there's somebody on this jury that is saying the exact same thing. There's a probability of him being guilty. They're looking at it the opposite way. Right. That but you're looking at it. That's what I'm telling you is it happens all the time. And um, that's sort of been the frustration that we've had um, over the years that uh, um, it's been that way. Oh, and by the way, it's Genghis Formal Wear was a tuxedo. Genghis Formal Wear. Formal Wear. Yes, he's right. Uh, I was thinking of Oscar de la Renta. <laughs> no, that's uh, a <laughs> Probably was different in different states. Manny just checked his phone like he got like a, a live text, like we're live on the air. <laughs> Breaking news. This just in. <laughs> making me crazy. It's Genghis Formal Wear. They had the good commercials. My wife's listening right now, and she heard it. She's just going crazy. She, she shot me a text. So, uh, so for seven years... So he was found guilty. No, he's got arrested. He got arrested. And sat now for seven years. Okay. We got hired on the case a couple months ago, and so the judge finally gave us a trial that starts in late February. Here in Atlanta. Here in Atlanta. Uh-huh. And it's all based on this. And so the absurdity, like, I used to be a DA. I'm sure I was a, a dick, too, like a lot of people are. But the whole case is based on two witnesses saying that when the shooting started, they looked in the direction of the shooting at night, Inside their car, looking at a car driving by with the headlights on, and they could tell who was inside. Mm. I mean, that's beyond fantastical, in my opinion, having normal experiences. Has anybody been able to identify anybody at night in a car that's driving by with their headlights on? I, I believe I could do it. Uh, just, just no. Be, be uh, no. Well, you don't know. You Again... You can't say what you just said and then go and say, no, I can't do it if you've never seen me do it. That's you like can't saying remember she can't things do that's been done. You've never done it. Time. So but, how do you know you could do it? Exactly. That's my point. There's a probability that I could do it. See, this is what happens the other side of things. Two people like that are easy to jump on that bandwagon because that's what you believe in. But it's not a probability. I'm just saying based on my experience, I've never been shot at in a car, but when people drive by those kinds of things at night, it's hard to tell. It's sort of like saying, oh, it was under a street light. If you just go out tonight and have someone stand under a street light, you can't tell skin tones, you can't tell heights or any of that stuff at night under a, a street light kind of situation because it distorts everything. I'm just saying based on my experience, if I'm looking backwards at a car coming onto me, I'm not really able to see who's driving. Heck, you could be at a red light, and if you're looking back in your rearview mirror, you can't tell who it is at night because the lights. So if this guy is been in jail for seven years and you're finally able to get him out right well hopefully right okay well let's just probability hypothetically speaking you get him out is there any kind of restitution for that none because that's crazy right i mean in our state the people that have spent 30 40 years in jail and dna finally clears them and we've had dozens upon dozens as you you know hear about in the news occasionally there's no law that gives you restitution uh state rep has to actually file a bill saying that this guy should deserve some compensation, but we don't have that here because they say judges signed off on this, juries convicted, all that kind of stuff. There should be, you know, because it, it does happen, as we've seen in numerous documentaries on Netflix, there, there are mistakes that are made in our judicial system all the time, right? And it's, you know, detrimental to somebody's life. They're spending 20, 30, 40, 50, you know, whatever years behind bars. And I know that there's some states, I know the state of Florida, passed some years ago a restitution law which is very little money for the time that they spent and the hell that they had to go through um but there's there's you know you talk about checks and balances 
there's no holding anyone's feet to the fire if they screw up or you get caught up in a good old boy system in small town USA. There's there's no there's no repercussions for that. Right. The people have qualified immunity as government employees. That's crazy. And the thing is, you say mistakes in the judicial system. I, I can live with mistakes. It's all the malfeasance that happens or the fact that everything's based on bogus eyewitness testimony, which is another issue we have here because we've done all these studies now over the years to show how unreliable eyewitness testimony is and how many times people said, I'm 100% sure that's the guy in the DNA 20 years later clears them and most of the DA's offices are fighting you in getting the DNA tested after the fact. And it's not just a handful. It's been hundreds upon hundreds off death row have been released across the country and can you imagine the thousands more that don't make it to the Innocence Project or someplace that's doing these things for free or through some big law firm? So what's this guy's alibi? You never answered the question. Like, he says he wasn't there, but I don't know where I was seven years ago as far as that goes. I mean, I'm sitting there. I was with some other friends. Now, granted, those people I got to find and have them remember, hey, on Tuesday seven years ago at you know 11 o'clock at night, did you go to JJ's Fish House or Yum Yums or you know whatever it might be? Yum Yums. And so... It's going to be hard to figure all that stuff out. Well, you can check, uh, hopefully, credit card statements, cell phones. Well, unfortunately, um, a lot of these folks that I you know, work with don't use credit cards all the time like people in Roswell perhaps would. It's more of a cash business back then. Well, CCTV would still exist. We really don't have CCTV that much so in our country. It's not like we're in England. I mean, if you have convenience stores here and there, that's fine, but there aren't any stores that were in the area except for the gas station, and we have the video footage from that. Oh, there you go. Which shows he was at the gas station about 35, 40 minutes before this whole thing happened. Well, well that's not going to work for you. Andy, can you... Is there any way to try to get the trial thrown out because it violates his right to a speedy trial since he's been in jail for so long? <laughs> seven years. <laughs> Look, guys, seven years is not speedy. <laughs> we got to have a conversation about this. Um, the speedy trial laws are very generic. It's called a constitutional speedy trial. And generally after five years, a lot of stuff attaches, but I have to prove prejudice. So until I can actually get witnesses to say he was with me on this day doing this, there's no real prejudice because the only two eyewitnesses are still there. So, you know, it's just really difficult. What I'm trying to explain to you guys is in your mind, every time you drive at night and you're looking at your car window and people are coming with their headlights, what are the odds that you could accurately depict who the person was driving? And then second, add the fact that that car is now shooting at you. Are you going to be looking at that car? Right. You know, with your head yeah, well, I, mean, I, I used to always say that to my, my parents when they would tell me to put my seatbelt on the car at night. I'd be like, look at that car over there coming the other way. Can you see if they have their seatbelt on or not? No cop's going to see my seatbelt. They'd always get mad at me. <laughs> but, but to your point, yeah, you can't see into another car at night typically across the way. But so so your defense, when you do it, are you going to do it like my cousin Vinny, you know, the lady that couldn't see, and Joe Pesci gets the, the, the tape and he goes, he's like, all right, I'm I'm 25 feet away. How many fingers? And only Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. How many fingers? Time to get new glasses, right? Are you going to put them in the situation where you're going to put them on the stand and then uh, turn off the lights in the courtroom and then flash lights in their face and go, can you see the person to your left? Unfortunately, we get to, don't get to do dramatics like that, like in the movies. But, yeah, um, that's, that's, that'd, that'd, be nice. be, that'd be cool. be a hell of a risk, though, if they remembered what it was. What color tie am I wearing? <laughs> Red. Damn. <laughs> Curse you. One for the government. We got to have a plan B. You'd be like, no, okay, now to the per. Okay, best two out of three. <laughs> yeah. It's off, Red. I got you. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get to some of your questions that you got for the Mad Dog, Manny Aurora. Does the law... 
allow repo agents to search a repoed vehicle. What does the law require of guns found in a recovered vehicle? Good question. All right. I'm not really understanding. So is the car unlocked that they got into it? Because the repo agents just take the car and take it to the, you know, the lot where they're going to keep it. I don't think they know. All right. Well, and theoretically, if they can open the car because they've got the key, then they should inventory as far as what's in there so nobody can claim that they stole all my stuff. Because if you have something valuable in there, they should do that. Because it's not your property anymore if it's being repossessed. All right. So that's it. I mean. Yeah. I mean, the question is, did they get into it? You know, properly, I assume if it's a repo agent, they have a, a key or something like that when they take it. I think it they're time. looking like, let's say, you know, some you don't pay your bill, repo comes, get your car, you got some illegal stuff maybe going on in there, it goes to the repo place, somebody finds it, they turn you in, is, it, is, is that... Well, I mean, they can try to turn you in, but it'd be really hard to prove that it was yours and not somebody else's as far as that goes. You don't know who's been in the car. You don't know who the last person to drive it is. You don't know where that stuff is located. It's, it's, it's kind of the, 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 the geek squad theory, right? Where the guy takes his computer in but doesn't realize he's got a picture of an underage girl in a bikini. And the guy at the geek squad turns him into the cops. The next thing, he's a pedophile. Well, there's different rules for... Well, a girl in a bikini isn't really going to get you a pedophile situation. Details, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. But well, <laughs> but I don't think the repo people are going to be talking to the police to begin with. I think they're just doing their job and calling it a day. Right. And if that's some weed in there, they probably take it. Yeah, probably. How can I pursue <laughs> charges against someone guilty of doing this? Continuously been spying, eavesdropping, and stalking me, playing games with my business, and they need to be taught a lesson. Real. Well, first of all, you could get a restraining order against them in whatever county you live in. That's relatively easy to do, and you don't need a lawyer for that. And the second thing is you can make a police report um, for stalking or aggravated stalking, depending on the situation. And if the police won't do anything, you can file um, paperwork with the magistrate court where you ask for a warrant application hearing where you go in and present your evidence, and the other side presents their evidence, and the judge decides if there's enough for a warrant. And that's if the police don't act. You can apply for a criminal warrant yourself. Do you do anything with, this is such an odd question. And if you don't know the answer, just, just say you don't know and I'll move on. But, uh, I don't even know what the question is. So my mother-in-law asked me the other day who she should contact trying to find money from decades ago of pension union money from wonder bread which that company doesn't exist anymore. It's now owned by, I think, Hostess or something. Yeah, you know, I guess my father-in-law back in the day worked for Wonder Bread, which was then bought by something else, which is now owned by Hostess. He was part of a union. This is up north. There were two different pensions. There was a there was a pension with the company, which we all know can just disappear if the company goes under, which it did. But then when you're a part of a union, it's supposedly insured, at least up to a certain percentage. Um, years, years, years later, present day, they're trying to find out where that money is. So they go to Hostess and Hostess says, well, we only have record of him working for us for six months. Well, he worked for all the companies, encompassing all the companies for like 13 years, but nobody has record of it. So one person saying one thing, the union saying another thing. They're union lawyers, right? That you can go well, to like specific union, people. Yeah, certainly. And the thing is, if he was making payments, you can see when the payments 
were made to the union for how long. So you could prove the fact that he was employed at that location. So there's lawyers that are really good at going back and tracing where the money's hidden or the money should be. Mm -hmm. The only issue is going to be since we waited this long, is there a valid claim or is there some type of statute of limitations that's, you know, come and gone since you didn't make the claim against the money, um, if it even exists anymore or if it's all been paid out. Wow, there's a statute of limitation on insured pensions? I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying you can't wow, maybe avoid it for 20 years and then come back and say it's all there because I don't know if the money would be there. But it's, there's certainly, if you Google it, there's employment lawyers and union specialist lawyers that you know deal with them or sue unions. Um, so it'd be very easy to find somebody to look it up. I just don't know if there's a time prohibition because you can't just keep things open forever. All right, here's the uh, first voicemail. Uh, again, 404 three six nine thirty eight twenty five you got any questions for manny for his next visit here we go this is dre i was calling about my son uh, my son uh, i appreciate you doing this by the way um, a lot of people can't get good advice so first scenario i wanted to give is my son selling drugs he's uh, been in jail for two years for it um he had a gun his wife um he actually hit it and uh his wife continued to sell drugs once he went to jail and he's been in jail for two years and was about to get out about a month or two ago and the cops run up in the house his wife's house so they find the gun and now they try to pin it on the wife and the wife to get out of it pinned it back on my son so now my son is facing gun charges and the police are stating that they have half of a fingerprint of his on the gun. So I need to know what my son needs to do and how he's supposed to handle this situation. I appreciate it again. Thanks a lot. Oh, he seemed like a very nice man. Well, the question itself is a little hokey based on what he's been told. There's no such thing as a half fingerprint or a partial fingerprint. That's only TV. In order for a fingerprint to be valid, um, a lot of us have many similarities in our fingerprints. So the FBI, as well as different counties, have different standards, but usually there's going to be 9 to 12 points on your finger that they measure against the computer versus the fingerprint that they found. So if it doesn't match those points, it's not a valid fingerprint, so you can't say it's partial because a lot of people could have six similarities or five similarities, but it's a 7, 8, or 9, depending on the standard. Fingerprint science in itself, we've always argued, isn't, it's a little hokey in that because everybody has different standards. Is it nine points on your fingerprint? Is it a dozen points? You know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So his answer that he's been told that it was a half print, that's garbage uh, right out of the gate. The fact that a gun was found two years after the fact in no way, shape, or form should implicate his son because we don't know when the gun got there. Was it bought legally? How do we tr trace it to him since he's been in jail? So this should be an easy case to beat. I don't know what county he's in, but yeah, it should not be this difficult and his son should get out on parole or released if his sentence was two years, whatever it might be. But there's the probability that he's guilty. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Sure. I'm I mean, I'm even not if it was his gun up, from when did he buy it? Uh, was I, the gun near the drugs when he did it? It's not illegal to have a, a gun at that point. Sometimes um, you just have to hear the tone in their voice. And, and if he says it's a half fingerprint, you know that's wrong, but there should be a record if the gun was bought legally. So who do we know that bought the gun? So, yeah, tell them not to worry. Get any competent lawyer, and they should be able to beat that case. All right. Can aggravated assault be the underlying felony for felony murder? Yes. If it was done in one act? Yes. I shot a man, 
and I was found not guilty of malice murder, but guilty of felony murder. But the underlying felony was aggravated assault, which was the same act. That's confusing. Yes, so we're one of the few states that has felony murder, which is a real BS charge. Malice murder requires you intending to kill somebody, so you get the mandatory life sentence. Unfortunately, we have felony murder, which does not require intent to kill somebody, and you get the mandatory life sentence. So what happens is if you commit any felony being aggravated assault, and that felony could lead reasonably to the death of somebody, you get charged for murder, whether you intended it or not. And that's really troubling in our state, but we have that. And so that's equal to malice murder. The problem is most juries, they're never, not most juries, no juries ever told that they're essentially the same crime. So most of the time they think they're doing you a favor by finding you not guilty of malice murder and thinking they're giving you a lesser charge of something like felony murder. And that's what the government uses all the time to their advantage. There are more felony murder convictions in our state than you can shake a stick at. Malice murder, not as much. So it's a very bogus charge and it's a very powerful tool for the government to use. So whether the aggravated assault, um, I'm not sure what the question was with it, but the aggravated assault, absolutely, if you, you know, shot somebody and you meant to shoot him in the arm, but they ended up dying and you didn't intend to kill them, you're still going to be rung up for murder and you're going to do a mandatory life sentence. That kind of surprises me that Georgia has that uh, just because of, you know, the Wild West mentality with guns and so on and so forth, is that I would think that a felony murder charge would deter people from protecting themselves. Right. You know, if you are, you know, uh, you know, I'm a fan of, of concealed uh, permits and, and, and carrying and all that stuff, but, you know, for most people to pull out a gun and to use it is, I mean, I know fight or flight kicks in, but if you have a second to think about it, you might hesitate. The bad guy probably won't, especially if you're going, oh, that felony murder thing. Is there is somebody seeing this? Is somebody? Is there cameras? You know, that would scare me. It should scare you. But um, before we really had a good, vigorous self-defense issue, which is iffy in our state, felony murder is the ace in the hole for every government prosecutor because malice murder is hard to prove that intent. But my goodness, you're getting convicted for life in prison even if you didn't intend to kill anybody. Yeah. That's what it's come to. How long does it take for meth to be sent off for lab work, and is it accurate? Well, it depends on which lab you go to, but most everything in our state will go to the GBI, and it just gets in the line of all the other drug cases. And so it could take months, and in some cases it could take over a year to get tested just based on the amount, the severity of the case, and the, the need for a trial date coming up. All right. If you have gotten what crimes, what sorry, what crimes do the GBI get in on? I've never understood like really their role. Okay. Well, a lot of times, if I need help, if I'm a county, um, then I get the GBI involved. Or if I'm a smaller county, I don't have a medical examiner's office, so the GBI will investigate it. Um, or if I'm a smaller county and I don't have enough qualified homicide detectors, something like that, the GBI will get involved. They have regional offices all over the state. But like in Fulton, DeKalb, Gwinnett, um, you know, Cobb, they have their own medical examiner's offices to do the autopsy. They have their own specialized teams and things like that to do it. Uh, the only thing the GBI really does um, in the bigger counties is they have, exclu they have jurisdiction to investigate all the gang cases based on the new law that's out there. And then they also work on a lot of the police shooting cases. If the agency that's involved in the shooting doesn't want to do it, the GBI comes in and investigates for you. But they're just like regular police. They usually have to be requested. But in a lot of the smaller towns, they're involved in a lot of the more serious cases. Answer your question, Nikki? 
Yeah. Yeah. Feel better about it. Don't don't try to act like my question isn't important. My question was important. I just have never understood the role the GBI plays here, and I wanted to know what they do. See, Nate, that's what I was talking about the other day about that that that. Nah, 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 nah. I I wasn't not in close. I was just making sure she was good with the question. But that oh, that, 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 that that's the Nikki I was saying keep an eye out for while she's down in Mexico. That's the one I was talking about. I'm call the, a GBI on her. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, if you've gotten a felony charge and the arresting officer didn't read you your Miranda rights, can the case be dismissed? No. All they can dismiss if they don't read you Miranda is if you make a confession or a statement without Miranda and you're in custody, then the statement's out, but the charge can still go forward. I love that name, Miranda, for a girl. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Heartbreak but unfortunately Kid? it is for a guy. Her name's Miranda. Oh, it was named after a guy? You know, it's, you what know, everything's like Miranda United States versus Miranda. It's a last name. And so that's yeah. what they base it on. Um, you know, as far as that goes, like Bob Miranda, yeah, I could be at Miranda, something like Can that. Somebody Google Miranda's first name for me. Yeah, I heard, I heard he owned a tuxedo shop in the mall, a bunch of them back in the day. <laughs> it's called Miranda rights. You're going to like the way you look. <laughs> so it'll be United States versus something Miranda or something Miranda versus United States. It depends on. That was the girl's name in the heartbreak kid with uh, Ben uh, Stiller. Her name was Miranda. It's the only time I've ever heard a, a woman named Miranda. Is that the girl that he had to cross the border to go back to Mississippi yeah. to win over? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's uh, one of the uh, Moynihan. Uh, the Mo- I believe that was her last name. One of the Moynihan sisters, I think. Is it against the law to still power? Is it against the law to steal power from another person's home without the homeowner's permission? The person next door to our home plugged an extension cord. Uh, in from our outside plug, then dragged the extension to their property and plugged in their camper trailer. There it is. All happened during the night. Once there was daylight, they unplugged the extension cord and dragged it back to their camper trailer. <laughs> I, I don't know if I really need to answer that. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. But even if you did steal it, I mean, how much power do you steal in one night? It's like a dollar and a half. Yeah, I think it's the point. Is that they, they have an extension cord coming from their trailer to someone else's. Maybe they need the Jason Bailey security ring camera up front <laughs> to see that that's happening. Uh, that's funny, though. <laughs> we used to do that in college, just steal cable. You know, you would have to live in the dorms and the cable. If you learn how to splice the cable <clears throat> or get right. the, you'd make sure you get the gold splitter at, at Radio Shack. You just peel off the little plastic thingy tubing that they have and, He'd splice the cable, and we'd all chip in, so we're paying like $2 a month, if even, uh, a month for cable. So the question answers itself, right? Is it illegal to steal something? I think the answer, the question begs the answer. <laughs> yeah, usually when you use the word steal, it's illegal. Yeah, yeah gotcha. I, would, I would say so. Yeah, right, let's get this. We uh, found Miranda's first name. Bob. Ernesto. Ernesto. Ernesto Miranda. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like when you, you know, think of Gideon's promise. That's like when the case where the whole you're entitled to a free lawyer started back in the, I think it was in the early 60s. Uh-huh. And so I can't remember Gideon's name, but uh, first name, but that was also a movie documentary they did with uh, Henry Fonda playing Gideon. Uh, uh, I'm not always poor. right. He's the first one that gets got the lawyer and started that whole case that you have a right to a lawyer. I'm not always it right. It was 1963. Ernesto was 24 and he was accused of robbing and raping an 18 year old. Oh, but when I am right, I'm Ernesto Miranda and I use my rights. Miranda rights. Ernesto. Wait, so is he guilty? 
Because it's kind of weird we have something named after a rapist if he was guilty. Well, the point was they didn't. He gave him a confession, but they didn't read him his rights. So that's right. What so the conviction up. went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and they came back and said the confession's out, and that's where Miranda rights came from that have to be given. In the so Ernesto got off scot free. That's a screwy. We name. don't necessarily know if he got off scot free. The question is, his, his confession was out. Now I was going to say it's pretty cool to have like, oh yeah. When everyone says a Miranda rights, you got something named after you. That's kind of badass. But then I realized we're just talking about some rapist. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I like this. I think we should retry him. How is he still alive? What kind of crime do you want it to be so we can name something cool after? Well, well I wanted to be, get away with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, then there to, wouldn't be a court case. <laughs> yeah, something that's not so heavy, right? Like kid steals chewing gum and they wanted to put him away for five years. Yeah, it's the bazooka rights. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't go up to the Supreme Court because somebody had to work that thing out. It's got to be something heavy to get to the U.S. Supreme Court. Can you imagine all these years, everybody's just saying, dude, cop didn't read me my bazooka rights. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Free was awesome. <laughs> got away sugar free. Does anybody know the story behind the bazooka? Bazooka rights? I've never understood it. <laughs> Ernesto Bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's uh, the second voicemail. Hello, how you doing? Got a question for the lawyer. My name is Keith from Atlanta. Actually, about uh, a couple of days ago, I'm driving down Peach Street, seeing a beautiful young lady walking down the street. So, hey, you look like she need a ride. So I picked it up. Very friendly, very friendly and touchy young lady. Next thing you know, the police hit the lights. Now I'm down here downtown trying to figure out how do I tell my wife that uh, I have a prostitution charge. If you can help me out with some tips or something, how I can, can get around this, be a very appreciative. Thank you. Oh, there you go. Well, if he picked up a lady, I'm guessing it'll be in the evening. And I don't know. I can't recall the last time I stopped because somebody's walking down the street just to say, hey, and get in my car. But the city of Atlanta will give you a citation for it with prostitution. I think there's a 48-hour mandatory jail kind of that comes with it. But there should be a body cam, or not a body cam, but microphones or something like that if she was a sting agent that was posing as a prostitute. And so we'd have to listen to what the conversation was between this gentleman and her. And based on that, you should be able to beat it. Or if you're saying, how much for 50 bucks, get in the car. And we have a problem. Where's, where are the prostitutes in Atlanta? Is there like a main strip? I've, I've never known that. Well, most of them, it depends on the quality level, right? So of on some of the really high-end hotels, there'll be some there. Um, but those are in the thousands a night. Oh, the St. Regis. They're always at that bar. That's true. Well, there's also the Four Seasons and all those kinds of things. So, look at you, you know, Manny. You know, man of around. the night. Yeah, look at you. But if you want, I always sort of, saw them on my way to church. Well, well, I mean, the, at the good four or five in the morning, you'll see him leaving, um, you know, as far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, if you, I used to get up really early to go jogging around Piedmont Park, so you could see some of them from the high-end hotels leaving and stuff like that. And when like, you mean jogging, you mean orgy. <laughs> <laughs> it was cardio, man, cardio. <laughs> <laughs> but then a lot of the lower-level prostitutes will be off Peachtree. Um, uh, what's that area right by Charlie Brown Airport where all the industrial part is? That's where all the truckers get their folks, and then there's a bunch South of Fulton places. Industrial. Yeah, Fulton Industrial. And That's then there's where some I see parts at um, different parts of DeKalb County off of um, 285. Any dudes out there, or are they just all women? 
the guys that are out there are their pimps. So oh. you'll see them with the guys that are their pimps, and but they're real nasty over there. Like they got scabs and stuff. They're gross. You would you would think that in this day and age, you know, with uh, the way the world is and people protesting everything is that this would be an issue, you know, that there's not enough male prostitutes. It's like, you know, let's have some equal rights here. Have you We're, guys seen the billboards? This all the boys are being sex trafficked billboards everywhere. Then you have to go to Bob's House of Hope or something like that. Where what? You haven't seen the electronic billboards? I don't get out city? much, no. Uh-uh. Okay. It's like the, the, the trafficking thing kind of we were talking about the yes, other the week. Boys get trafficked all the time, and it's Bob's House of Hope is like the one that's sponsoring those Well, there billboards. was that gay couple here in Georgia that got a, the, the, the recent story that they were, they adopted these young boys, had sex with them and trafficked, uh, or prostituted, not trafficked them, but prostituted them. I mean, that's horrible. It's very horrible. And I mean, like, you're talking about a gay couple in the South who you know the majority of the people down here are not fans. Wow, talking about ruining it for your community. <laughs> like, you got to make a buck, I guess. But I that's mean, horrible for those kids. I hope they... Well, it wasn't even them. It was the media and how they reported. I mean, they purpose, purposely did that because you don't say that about anything else. You're not like an Asian guy molested this kid or whatever. You're just like a guy molested this kid. It's, they put that qualifier on it to, to piss people off and get them talking. Yeah. Well, it's the 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 way the reason why the news does stuff like that is for clickbait. I mean, it's that's not yeah. something new. They've you know if it bleeds, it leads. They've been doing that forever, you know. But just recently, people have uh, I don't know want to say have a problem. I mean, that's their job is to get your attention. That's the whole point of doing a headline. Is I mean, when they if you ever take journalism, I'm a journalism graduate uh, or major, is that they that's part of writing a headline is to use buzzwords to get people's attention. But now it's turned into you're a bad person because you've gotten my attention by using, as you said, qualifying words like gay. There's nothing wrong with using qualifying words or descriptive words to describe the story. Now, if you were to make a comparison of saying, well, there's a story just recently of a straight couple that did the exact same thing and you didn't do straight couple did that. You would have an argument there. You know, because we do live in a different day and age, but, you know, they are what they are. Right. But how is it relevant whether they're gay or straight? I mean, they're trafficking kids. It's wrong. But it's a descriptive word. Like, you know, what is it describing? It's describing who they like. I, 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 I I don't have a problem with this. Do they say this thing? It's an Asian couple that did it or a black couple that did it. I mean, it's just a couple that. But it's just kind of reckless because it's I think it's bad journalism because you're you're endangering a certain group of people just to to get clickbait where it's not relevant to the story. Well, we all we all use descriptive words, whether we feel like we're being racist or wrong or whatever the case may be. But if you're talking to your wife or your 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 friend or something, you're going to say that black, that white, that green, that yellow, that red. Right. We all do it, well, but when we the have news does bias. it, it's different. Well, the news is doing it for a reason to get a reaction, and that's fine, and they have a much bigger audience, but if you and I do it, our implicit biases are going to come out, and we'll say it. So, yes, it's descriptive, but to Nate's point, I mean, just inflames people, you know? It's like, is it, is is it, it really? Is it wrong with, uh, like, oh, Manny Roar, yeah, he's the, he's the Indian guy. You know, that's not racist. That's just descriptive. Nobody's saying it's racist at all. They're just saying it inflames issues. If you're anti-gay or this or that, just feeds into the paranoia enough. Being gay had something to do with the story, then have at it because they were going to the bathhouses or something. You know, then it makes sense. But. Or maybe they do that to bring all the haters out so we can see who you people really are. 
<laughs> that happens anyways. <laughs> Get them. So you guys uh, have been keeping up with the uh, Cop City protests, right? Oh, my God. And Everybody's so the, from out of town. <laughs> right. When we had, you know, clients whose kids go out of town to protest out because they believe in it. But, you know, in this case, they said they shot a cop and all that turned out none of that was true. That they shot first at the cop. Or shot at all. They never yeah. found a gun. It was inside a tent. The body cams just happened to not be working on any of the officers. It's getting very uh, interesting. Sketchy. Yeah. Yeah, but they, blo- I mean, they did blow up cop cars. I'm not saying the vandalism okay. is up there. That's the least of the worries. I'm talking about shooting a cop. It's okay. a huge deal that they're yeah, they arrested. After, that was the, the aftermath of. Right, after happened. the cops killed the one guy that said shot a cop, but it turned out that there was no gun. It was supposedly in a tent. Now there's no body cam footage of any of it. And there's no way that that person, from what I've read now recently, could have shot the cops. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on And this on is right all now. this is all over uh, what they are calling Cop City. It's the new training facility that the right. APD is building. Right. The so they're, envi- they're environmentalists. Right. It doesn't matter if they're just crazy people or whatever as far as that oh, goes. Well, I'm not but the guy didn't, it. Trust me. No, I'm not. Right. You shouldn't. You can protest all you want. There shouldn't be violence. But to say that he shot a cop, that's why we killed one of the protesters which then led to the riots, and it turns out they didn't shoot the cop. It could have been one of their own people. I mean, who knows? And it's very problematic how everything's out there, and how is it that none of the body cams are working? It's just very suspicious. What's the, the, very the, suspicious. The, these people are, are, are very dangerous with the way they protest because they come in from out of town. I think all but one that they arrested was from Georgia. And so they come in from out of town, but then you're always going to have a stray, you know, you're always going to have that, 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 that maverick that's going to want to cause issues and cause problems that then turn into this, you know, I'm all for protesting if it's done peacefully. Right, But this happened because the cop shot a guy. I I understand. Under false pretenses. I I understand that. But you, there's still no reason to blow up cop cars and to blow up your city. Especially if you're not from here. Let's put it that way. But most of the protesting that I've, you know, read about even the pipelines in Nebraska or South Dakota, where it was, it was mostly out of state people that come in there to protest because they believe in a cause. It's sort of like Greenpeace. They go everywhere, right? It's not like, I'm living off the coast of California or something like that. So to me, it doesn't matter where the protesters come from. It's crossing the line that's too much. But everything got instigated by the fact that they killed one of the people, and it sounds like falsely trying to blame it on him, which then led to the riots, which went way too far. So where where did this whole thing start when they went to remove them? They wouldn't leave, right? Right. They haven't left in months, if not a year, as far as it goes, because they're living in the trees and doing all kinds of other stuff. Right, which is illegal. I mean, you can't live tax free if I'm paying taxes. That's not fair. You can't just. Well, they homeless guys do that all the time. You only pay taxes if you have income. If you don't have income, then you don't pay taxes. But I understand that. But if you're living on, if you're living on private land or city land, and they then say, "Hey, we're using this land to build something," you have to move, and you refuse to move. That's an issue, and you, you don't belong yeah, but there. But you can't kill someone because they I understand don't move. that. I, I I agree with you. I, you cannot do that, uh, and so that's where. But my question is, that's where it started. Absolutely. Okay. That's yeah. that. That's where it was like, hey, you got to move. Right. We're not moving. But the thing is, is the people that were there, or the the people that were arrested, were they the ones that were originally living there? I mean, I know they were living there, but I don't know if they live in shifts or how long it is. It's going to be a little hard to do that, but. It's neither here nor there. The point is, you know, you've got somebody killed 
which leads to crazy protests as far as that goes, and then the whole narrative goes out the window. Had all that been sort of honestly discussed up front, I don't think the riots would have happened in the way they happened. Well, there's a lot of things that have done differently. <laughs> well, it's both, not differently, just sides. be honest, and it's not even a both sides issue. You killed one of them. Yes, they were being jerks by not leaving. You could have, I don't know what the protocol is as far as that goes. That's fine. But when you kill somebody and people get inflamed as far as that goes and you perhaps try to cover it up um, and say, hey, this evidence doesn't exist anymore. This isn't there. So you're doing, you're doing what I was joking about at the beginning of the conversation. You're alluding, strongly alluding to the fact that for the cops' sake, they're automatically wrong without being proven guilty, without this, without nope. this, without this. If you, let's rerun the tape. All the evidence oh, of what the cops are I've, saying. It went eight years with that. Please don't yeah. ever say that again. <laughs> It's just how does the body cam and all that stuff go out there? And now we know factually that no weapon, you know, none of those things were found at the time the person shot and got shot back at and all those kinds of things. So it's problematic. I didn't say they absolutely did it or didn't do it. Had people just come out and said, hey, there was an issue. Perhaps somebody overreacted. Perhaps we could have avoided all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, well, these everybody's so tense. You know, everybody, both sides, is that, you know, everybody's on their heels. Uh, you, you like I wouldn't want to be a protester and I wouldn't want to be a cop. But if I was a so cop, I'd damn well make sure that my body cam is working. I'm trained on how to handle it. A protester is just a protester. Possibly out there smoking grass, having a nice time, living the life, fighting for the owls. Uh, but the cops, some of the protesters have more of a aggressive agenda than fighting for the owls. Okay. I mean, they're right. I mean, come on. Let's. There, there are people out there. Like I said, that those mavericks that got kind of get shifted in with these protesters and try to make trouble, and they want things like this to happen. It was just a bunch of guys in a park having a nice time. Haven't we heard that one before? Uh, I'm, I'm like a tourist. I'm sure. Park. I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're the most upstanding <laughs> citizens that we've ever seen. Just living in the trees. I'm sure. I'm sure they got everything going on that's peaceful and perfect. Maybe they were just deer hunting in the tree seeds. <laughs> Uh, not giving my ID to a cop. Is that disorderly conduct? If I'm sitting in my car in a parking lot, he came up, pulled me out of my car and he was telling me why he was there and I'd found my wallet. Then he grabbed me and it ended up on the ground. All right. So if your car isn't moving and you're just sitting in your car in the parking lot, you don't have to do anything that the officer requests of you. You can walk away. You have that absolute right to do it. Now, if the officer thinks you may have committed a crime, there's a reasonable, articulable suspicion is what we call it legally. That's less than probable cause, but just some reasonable suspicion to think you may have done something, then the cop can detain you and do those types of things. So we would need a few more facts. If you're just sitting there and the cop says, give me this, you could absolutely say no, unless he thinks there's a basis to stop you and seize you. Gotcha. Is it trespassing to open the door to a store you are trespassed from if you never entered? I opened the door and asked my wife to step outside so we can speak, and she did. Huh? All right, so the question is, have you been given a trespass warning in the past? And if you have and you come onto the property, then, yeah, you'd be in violation. The question becomes, is it just the store or the property or the parking lot that leads up to the store? So we need a few more details. Yeah. But if you open the door and don't break the threshold, the spirit of the thing would be, yeah, you violated it because you came there, people saw you, and it intimidated them, bothered them, violated something. So, so if... He, he has, his wife's inside, so yeah. like we're kind of thinking it's a smaller store, most likely, and he's got a trespassing 
Warning. Warning against him. Like, what? what, what I want to know why he's got that and why he's back there. Or he could call his wife on the phone, I would guess. Yeah. Maybe it's her store. <laughs> Who yeah, knows? right. Exactly. Yeah, maybe you're right. It's That makes a lot of sense, actually. Like, they're going through a divorce or something. That's her store. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't put those d- details in there. <laughs> Could right. be her boyfriend store. Her boyfriend store. Yeah, uh, and she has a restraining order against him. Exactly. Um, <laughs> all right. Here's the last one. My daughter's. Oof. My daughter's name was found to be on a student's hit list. Her name was on the student's hit list. The school has a zero tolerance policy, and only suspended the student for ten days with a potential expulsion, based on a closed door expulsion hearing that we were not allowed to go to what would be our best avenue for how to handle this legally potentially prosecuting the kid and potentially civilly uh since my daughter so no longer feels safe at school and does not want to go i don't blame her my wife and i are now worried uh ourselves especially if the school does not expel the student that my daughter will go will be in school with this kid for the next several years i Go ahead, but I've been in a very similar situation with my kids, but go ahead. All right, well, if there's a hit list, the school is required to call the police to investigate sort of the whole thing because that's pretty serious stuff. And in most of these education situations, you get the initial 10-day suspension until they can get their paperwork together to file a hearing to see if you should be expelled in front of the panel. And so they will decide that, and each county either has sort of a lawyer that does their education stuff that works for the school board, and they work as the prosecutors, and they can call these people as witnesses if they want. Uh, they don't have to call them, um, and it's just not necessarily open to the public because it's including it's a school issue. It's not a formal court case, but that would be up to the the lawyer that's handling it on behalf of the school. You would call them and say, "What's going on? What's that?" And I can't imagine that that person wouldn't get expelled. But initially, everybody gets a, a small suspension, so they're off campus. And then the statute requires a certain number of days before you have to have the hearing. So we've done lots of those in the past. I think the zero tolerance policy that all these schools have is very watered down and very loose. I mean, it should be if a kid has a hit list, whether he's joking or not, he doesn't go back to that school, period, the end of story. You know, right, but he may not. That's the whole issue. As soon as they found it, they suspended him. So he's off property. Then they have a certain number of days to do it, and that's why traditionally it's an automatic 10-day suspension, but there's due process rights before you do the expulsion, and that's why they have the hearing. But he's back, right? Isn't that what they said? No, they said he may be back oh, he may be because back. it's a hearing this night. That's what I'm saying. The school board has their own lawyer for the county, and you would they're, contact them. They're, 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 and the police should be investigating, and there should be a bond condition that says they can have no contact. So the kid's going to be kicked out of that school, even with the, with the no contact order at a minimum. The, the administration, like we went through this with both of my kids in two different situations and not, not a hit list, you know, but there was the bullying and there was this one kid that started doing things that were, were just, in my opinion, just uh, the prelim for crazy with my daughter. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing in the world a parent wants is for you not to, you know, it's very tough for a parent when you're in this situation because you don't want to overreact knowing that kids are involved, but you don't want to not overreact. And if something does bad happen, you go, I didn't do enough. Right. And uh, the the one with my daughter, especially this kid was, you know, because he liked her and he was crazy and he was just like he was over. I mean, it was bad. 
And, and I, we went in there and we just said, here's the bottom line. Either I'm going to sit next to her every day in class and you're going to have to call the police every day to get me kicked out and arrested or you're going to move this kid. Uh, or I'm going to go to this kid's house and talk with his parents and sit. I mean, I'm not going to let this drop. My daughter is not sitting next to this kid. It's just not going to happen because if something bad happens, then I'm coming to your house. And that's not going to end well. I mean, I was threatening them. I mean, literally threatening them uh, because I was furious that nothing was was being taken care of. So it's the, the, the school administration. I, I know they mean well, but I think they're so afraid of legal repercussion that they don't do the things that they should be doing as fast as they should be doing. Okay. Is that, is that fair? I, I mean, it's fair. I don't know what legal repercussions necessarily have because they have a lot of immunities. But I mean, these days we find that the knee jerk reaction is always kick the kids out and deal with it later to everything gets overcompensated every now and again, but there's a full blown hearing and those people can call the attorney that's working for the school board and all that kind of stuff and figure out what the, the details are and they should be notified and there's going to be a police investigation when it comes to those things. Yes. Right. It's getting pretty heavy in here though. Yeah. Heavy. What, in the studio? Yeah. Is it? What, the, the topic. The, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's the stuff we get here in this podcast. It's heavy. It's serious. This serious. is the heavy it's hour. Like wolf Blitzer it, over here. Getting kind of heavy. Get, getting kind of heavy. Getting kind of heavy. 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 Getting kind of heavy. We're back to the bit, dear. Back to the 80s. <laughs> All right, the Aurora Law Firm dot com, uh, 404-369-3825. That's our hotline. So if you've got questions for Manny next time he pops in, again, podcastthebs.com. That's our website. You have questions. There's a section there at the bottom of the website that you can leave those questions for Manny and we we go about. They're always really good questions and good voicemails and all kinds of good stuff. So Yeah, these were actually well stated questions. Usually we have these questions with a bunch of details left out, but this uh Makes it better. Well, I thought I did a phenomenal job answering a lot of these questions. You did. I did. <laughs> the probabilities were high. Probabilities were high. That's yeah. the word of the day, probability. Absolutely. I want you to use it today, whatever it is that you do. Yes. When you go back to the Aurora Law Firm, I want you to throw around probability to somebody. And this time I want you to say there's a probability that he didn't do it, and I'm offended that he's been in for seven years instead of saying the probabilities he did do it. And it's okay that he's been for seven years. Oh, look. I, so I want you to say it that way. I w- I'm not going to doubt. There are so many people that are incarcerated for, you know, not doing what they did. I, I do not disagree with that. We have more people incarcerated in this country than any other country in the world, I believe. That's true. You know, By a lot. By a lot, right. And, and most of them are for charges that you don't even get arrested for anymore. You know, whether it's like, uh, you know, a joint or, you know, stuff like that. Well, the joint stuff, people even back then didn't get arrested. But uh, interesting fact is I think there's almost 2% of our population that's either in jail or on probation or parole right now. So you can just imagine. That percentage would be Brandon on our show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've been in jail we, not yet we, we represent the country well on this program <laughs> it's like every day you go through you'll have actually run into it whether you know it or not at least six or so people that are on some type of governmental supervision have been in supervision or have been incarcerated at some point and then if you go into the race specifics the numbers go into the 20 plus percent yeah time so it's like if you're of a certain minority you've got a I think almost a one in four to one in five chance that you will be in jail at some point in your life. Well, what does that tell you? 
people take advantage of our freedoms in this country way too much. Damn right. That's right. Jail them all. Jail them all. Put them all in there. Put them in a, give them three hots and a cot. That's what we need. I'm telling, tell all your people, here's a hot stock tip. Invest in private prisons. Yes, I agree. <laughs> You're right. I've heard that before. All right. The Aurora Law Firm.com. Manny, good seeing you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. I absolutely love the relationship that I have with Nuberty's men's wellness facility in Sandy Springs, Georgia. I've been going there for, I guess now two years for testosterone maintenance, and it's totally changed my life. As a 47, almost 48-year-old man, I have the testosterone of somebody in their young 20s, and I feel great, and I look great, too, if I do say so myself. But it's more than that. It's dieting. It's getting your life back on track. It's longevity, so you're around for your family, your kids, your friends. So I need you to go to menswellnessleague.com. Schedule an appointment right there on the homepage. You schedule an appointment. I'm in there once a week, and I see a lot of you two percenters up there, and it makes me feel good that you're doing something about your health. And you can get that wellness combine for only $99 because you are a two percenter. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at $150. You'll get a full body detailed assessment and analysis from their board certified staff. When you schedule that call, make sure you mention the BS to get this deal. Menswellnessleague.com. All right, full disclosure, yes, Rachel Guy, Rachel the Realtor Guy is my wife. On top of that, she's one of the best realtors in Atlanta. Uh, she's, well, not just Atlanta and the whole state of Georgia. I see her all the time driving all over the place for a lot of you two percenters, which I'm totally cool with because she's finding you, some of you, your first house, some of you, your second house, whatever it may be. Everybody's happy when they use my wife to find a house. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker. So if you're looking to buy or sell, just give her a buzz. Her name is Rachel Guy, and she's your guy. See what we did there? 404-797-4600. That's her private number. Don't get weird on her. Don't get weird on me. 404-797-4600. You want stress-free buying and selling in a really crazy market. So get a hold of her also by email. I am Rachel Guy at gmail.com. And back to you, Jason. I got to try to understand this. Your hands are swollen, Nikki D, because you sleep with them curled up? Yes. Um, okay, show's over. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to explain it, it, without seeing it, but okay, just look at my hands right now, right? Okay. They look like little sausages. And so what happens is, and this just started like the last few years of my life. This didn't used to happen to me. But when I go to sleep, my hands literally like twist. Sometimes when I wake up, it's like it's, they're twisted all the way around. So they twist and then I sleep on top of them. So it cuts off my circulation. I've woken up before with my pinky bent all crazy ways and they'll just be blue and purple because the circulation has been cut off for hours and then I have to get up like try to massage it out get the blood flowing but now my bones and my fingers are literally like sore mm. and I think it's because I'm cutting my circulation off for so many hours and it's starting to get a little scary for me but like I don't know what I can do or I haven't gone to the doctor because I'm like, what is the doctor going to do? Like, put me in some kind of arm guard things when I sleep? Like, I don't know what I can do. I got to tell you, 
I enjoy learning about things that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. I've never in my entire life of America heard what you just said. Has he, have you guys ever heard of somebody sleeping and having their hands like twist and turn to a point where it cuts off the circuit? All I'm thinking is like you're having a convulsion in the middle of the night, like, you know, and they just stay frozen mm-hmm. like little T-Rex arms. Kind of happens to my arm. Sometimes I roll on it weird in bed and I wake up in the middle of the night and the first time I did it, it scared me. I thought I broke my arm because I couldn't move it at all. And I had to be like, pick it up and let it drop down and pick it up and let it drop down and just kind of like fling my body to get my arm to wake back up. Well, that's, yeah, we've all done that. Slept on our arm. I mean, right. Everybody's done that, but she, she's, her hands are. Like, con- they're swollen. Really they're, bad. Like she's her, just her hand. It has nothing to do with her arm. It's twisted and it stays like a, Eagle claw. <laughs> That's the oddest thing I've ever heard. Well, we all saw the last uh, season of Stranger Things, and so I think you have a Demogorgon. You could, yeah, you got something going. I mean, that's not normal. Like, if you, if you got something not normal, mm-hmm. you need to see somebody. I know, but I'm just trying to think, like, what can a doctor do? I can't think of anything that can be done. Have so- you researched it? Have you Googled it? No. I mean, never well, thank God doctors have gone to school to, to answer these questions, Nikki. <laughs> You're like, I don't know what a doctor could do. <laughs> the doctor could tell you what he could do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what do I schedule an appointment and say? My my bones are sore because my hands sleep twisted? Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to go, what? <laughs> we'll see you at 1 o'clock. <laughs> you got, yeah, you just tell them what, I mean, they, I, I'm sure, I, I promise you for every odd thing that happens to you, that doctor has heard 10 odder, more odd, more weirder, weirder things than That's that. Happened. I've woke up sometimes and just been terrified because I'm, I'm looking at my hand literally mangled up. And in my mind, I'm like, how is my hand even like this? Like when I'm awake, I can't turn my hand the way it turns in my sleep. Have you tried wearing gloves? No. Let's try wearing gloves one night. See what I was thinking about trying to order. Why don't you like- handcuff yourself to your bed? You got handcuffs. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, but the type of bed I have, <laughs> yeah, I it, it won't handcuff me to the bed. Uh, I have a railed bed. Well, I mean, we can figure something out. I got to try to figure something out because it's getting worse. Like now, it's, my right hand right now is kind of useless to me. I can't do much with it. That's how much pain I'm in. Well, there's restless leg syndrome, right? And that's a thing that exists. I think I had that at mm. one time. It was actually very scary. What is that? <laughs> It's when you sleep, your I don't know, you want to pull the definition of it, but it's when you sleep, your leg like falls asleep. And then when you wake up, there's like no blood circulation in your leg. It's like a, just a dead limb and no. you have to. Shake. No, that's that's no, that's not it at all. Restless leg, restless leg syndrome is when your your legs constantly kick and fidget oh, and stuff and you yes. can't go to sleep because they are restless. Yes, <laughs> that's that is correct. I've had that. I've had that. And they just they twitch, right? Like they twitch. Yeah, I think so. I think you just, you, you have a bunch of anxiety and like stress, little and energy and stuff in your legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I've had yeah, that. never heard of that. Yeah. You gotta, it's, it's a mind thing. I'm telling you, you, you figure it out. Like if, if you can control your mind before you go to bed and say, we're not going to do this tonight, hands, it won't happen. <laughs> that is not going to work. It is going to work. I'm telling you, a doctor will tell you the same thing. I promise you. Oh, tell my hands before I go to sleep. Yeah. Don't twist. It's called visualization. It's a thing. 
it's real and it works. And it's at, it's actually the or, origin of talk to the hand because face ain't listening. Exactly. <laughs> Nate. That's where it started. <laughs> I definitely got to do something because 1648 was the year it started. 1648. It's getting worse. <laughs> and it's scary. Look, my look at my ring thing. I had to twist it to get it off. You do got little, little, little black sausages. Little. It's horrible. Yeah. Does it bother you? Yeah, it does can you, now. Can, can you put your hands in your pockets? Yeah, I can put my hand in my pocket. Does it get well? Not that pocket because that pocket's big. I'm talking like if you had jeans on or no, something. No, 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 no. Because your because your fingers are too fat. Because my fingers hurt. Because they oh they hurt they're in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you just need them massaged. You ever going to get a hand massage? I got a facial two weeks ago and I got a hand massage when I got my facial and it did feel really good. No, you got to go to like a massage place, like one of those little Asian places in a shopping plaza. I got a lady up the street you can go to, May. She's good. And just say, hey, I need somebody to massage. I go get my feet massaged once a week. I have to. Hmm. I know your people. They're right across from my job. My, oh, no, not those people. This is different people. Oh, you got new people. No, I got different people. Oh, okay. I, I still go to those people as well. Okay. Have you guys ever heard of this before? Like, you have any suggestions for? Uh, it sounds like arthritis. Ooh. Oh, arthritis? Sh- that just arthritis <laughs> is something that develops naturally. You don't have to do anything to have arthritis. This only happens to me when I sleep. Well, maybe now it's time it's developed. That's what he's saying, right? It's kicking yeah. in. No, I can tell when my arthritis is acting up when I stir something. Oh, so you do have arthritis? Slight. Well, now it's just gotten worse. Well, maybe you're aging faster than the normal person. <laughs> We've got ourselves a rare find, boys. <laughs> I'm Benjamin Buttons now. Yeah, you're the opposite. <laughs> you're Button Benjamin. <laughs> we, we 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 got we got ourselves somebody that's never been. Uh, you've got it. You've got to go see a doctor. You, I know. I'm about to start making some appointments. I signed up. Go to WebMD. What does WebMD say? Got new health insurance. Have you guys looked up WebMD? I've not. Wait, Nikki, do you sleep on your back or your side or your on stomach? My side. Oh, okay. So you're like rolling over. Is it, but you got both hands under there, just jamming them under there. It's, it's not even always under me. Like I woke up one night and my hand was over the top of my head and it was twisted and my pinky was like bent backwards and my whole thing was just blue and purple. Woke up and my hand was in my asshole. So it wasn't even (laughs) underneath me. So I don't even know. I pulled it out. Maybe like a splint, like tape a ruler to your hand so you can't twist it. Oh, that's a good idea. Now that is a good idea. That's what I was trying to think of, like some kind of something I can put them in when I sleep that will protect it from that. That's what I was wondering if I could find. My grandma's got these things. They're like gloves that go on and they come all the way down to your wrist here, but your fingers are exposed still. So you just keep your hand from twisting. She's got arthritis, so that she said it helps with that. It, it, I got to tell you, when as you get older and you have these little things that start to kick in, it's not there's not a worse feeling when you have to wear a device at bedtime. It, <laughs> it, it really, it, you just feel so old. I mean, I've had to wear a night guard for the longest time. I've always grinded my teeth, and I don't mind wearing it. it it's not a big deal. But when there's you know sexy lovey time, I, I can you know thank God I've been with the same woman for 10 years and she accepts, you know, every little goofy thing about me. So, you know, I'm like, I love you, baby. You know, and you kind of have a lisp with this night guard in your mouth. But if you don't wear the night guard, you grind your teeth to a, to a nub. I have a friend that does that grinds mm. her teeth bad. Yeah. So you got to wear a night guard. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a necessity. 
even though insurance doesn't pick it up, which is the craziest thing in the world. But that's just another device. When I had my plantar fasciitis, which I still have a touch of it, you know, well over a year afterwards, I was trying, I was desperate. I'm wearing boots to bed. I'm wearing socks that connect to my kneecap. I got all kinds of shit on me. <laughs> and when you start adding devices to your body when you're sleeping at night, you feel old. Old. Really, really, really old. And I'm definitely starting to feel that way, which is so sad to me. Have you ever had to wear a night guard to bed? No, I mean, I've uh, never had to wear anything. Um, uh, night uh, Headgear. Headgear. Anybody have to do headgear when they were younger? Nope. No. No. Oh. I remember kids that did though. I felt bad for them. Oh, feel bad. It's I did it. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, little silver thing that connects to your mouth and that has this like blue headband that goes around your the back of your head and you, know, you put it on right before you go to sleep and then you'll get a call from your girlfriend and you pick it up and forget you have it on. You're like, oh hey, how you doing? <laughs> you just you, you, you can't wear it like. Sexy time. If you're single, it's it's a total chick killer. Turn off. It's a total turn off. Absolutely. Is that the only thing you're wearing? You're gonna have to wear. You don't have anything else. No, that's that's my only issue. Thank God you don't have sleep apnea. No, my dad has that. Does he have to? Does he have the CPAP? Yes. Yeah, the things. Mm-hmm. He has to put it on. Those things are so popular. They make them. They have them custom made now for you. Like if you want to look like Darth Vader or you're in the cockpit of an airplane, they'll make them for you like that. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> like that's dangerous. If you have sleep apnea, that can kill you. Yeah, because your heart stops. Exactly. And yeah. you stop breathing. So you got to put the 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 whole the thing on, and that's yeah. noisy. Yeah. yeah, my dad has sleep apnea, and he's been passing out recently. Oh no, that's horrible. Yeah. Is he passing out because his heart stops? They did all these tests on him, and they do not know. Really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's nuts. That makes Brandon doctor theory come into play. No. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You don't know shit. (laughs) Well, don't take take your hands to that doctor. (laughs) Definitely won't. He's going to be like, you need a sleep apnea thing. (laughs) There's nothing to do with my sleep. It's my hands. I am going to go today to Walmart and see if I can get a brace thing that Brandon's talking about and see if I can put that on and it helps when I sleep. Can you imagine, though, the next time you sleep with a man, you got to put that thing on? It's going to be very embarrassing. I won't be embarrassed to sleep with a brace on with a man. Do you think men care about what's on my hands? No, he yeah. just cares about my vagina. Oh, my God. You are so dirty. <laughs> yeah. So so just blunt about those. I'm just saying, no man will be like, "Well, oh, not sleeping with her. She got on a hand brace." I'm no. gonna disagree if it's <laughs> if it's a first time or two. Like, you should if a guy cares how you look and it bothers him, that's a good sign because that means he's not just there for the sex; he's there for the whole experience. Now, if a guy doesn't care and he just wants to get in and get out. Then he doesn't care about the whole experience. He just cares about the sex. You don't want that guy. Unless that's what you want that night. Right. I mean, never in the history of ever has a guy turned down anything because of what you're wearing. Or if you have a hand brace on, if they don't like your hair. Like, that's all super. Most men will tell you they don't care about none of that stuff. They don't care about your fingernails or your toenail polish color. They don't care. Well, they, they're the wrong guys then. I care. I've turned down sex before because of those things. Really? Really. I don't believe that. Well, you think, What's I, wrong with her? Uh, which one? I mean, I could give you a couple different examples. <laughs> there was there was a one, probably the one that sticks out the most is 
it was late. We were about to go to bed, and I went into her bathroom. She had it was in her apartment, and she had the master, so the bathroom was in her apartment. And there were some leftovers in the toilet, and it disgusted me. And I got my stuff, and I left. Leftover what? Poop. Yes, I was trying not to say that oh, word, but yeah. And she didn't flush it. Well, she—I think she did, and it just popped back up. <laughs> you know those guys. And you—that's not something <laughs> she can even control. It doesn't matter. That's it's, normal human bodily functions. It's—I I understand that. It just—it bothers me, so I left, and I never spoke to her again. <laughs> Your plumbing sucks. I'm out of here. <laughs> Fix it. Fix it and I'll be back. <laughs> I could never look at her again. You know, I, I'm weird about that stuff. So that's one example. I've been on a toilet and men have been sitting there talking to me. Nobody cares. You are with the wrong guys. If you're with a guy and it's not a, even if it is a serious relationship and they're talking to you while you're on the toilet. That is disgusting. My daughter's father would sit on the floor in the bathroom and talk to me while I used it. He's a bad person. Just bad. That's gross. Men don't care. The, the men that you're having sex with don't care. You, you're, you're, I got to introduce you to some different, I don't know, man. I don't want to date a man who doesn't want to be around me because poops in a toilet. That's crazy. Well, you should, ha- you should want a man that, uh, I guess, um, uh, under... <laughs> Once you once there's to be some mystique and some privacy, you know, <laughs> versus this. Oh, we're an open book. We do everything together. Well, there needs to be some type of privacy in a relationship, and it starts in the bathroom. Like that's number one. You don't share. You don't. My my first stepdad and my mother. Actually, every man that my mom's married. You know, and I'm only talking about two. They would share the toilet together. Like when I say toilet, the whole bathroom, like he would be on the toilet and she would be in there talking to, it was so weird. Like I never understood that. I thought that was so odd because when you're done, it's, I mean like that, it's just weird. It's not weird. It's togetherness. It's Use the bathroom. I might shower, brush my teeth. We got stuff going on. People don't have time. Just that, be sitting around waiting for you to come out of the bathroom. Especially if you only have one. Okay. We only have one. So. I think I think it's different if you have kids, but like young kids, because like like yeah. Nikki has dealt with growing up, or I mean not growing up, but raising a daughter, so she dealt with dirty diapers and poop and whatever. Most most people that have had younger kids do that, so that it's not as big as a deal to them. I think that's true. Like Rach doesn't get grossed out by much, if anything, because of that. You know what? What the, you know as a as a mother, what you have to go through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's something. But mm-hmm. I'm not a mother, so I never had to go through it. <clears throat> I never even had to go through the diaper changing stages of my kids because I'm a stepdad. So that's my story. It just it's it's gross. It's disgusting. We, <laughs> my second stepfather. This is really weird. Listen to this. My s- second stepfather, who was a multimillionaire, right? God rest his soul. He. Uh, was uh, um, an engineer. So he built, like he drew out architecture-wise, our house in Sarasota. And we built it, and we watched it being built. And this is this huge house, with like 18 rooms in it, right? And there was rooms in that house when we moved I didn't even know existed. That's how mm. big this damn thing was. And he designed the bathroom where there was a toilet, just imagine a toilet against one wall, and then there was, you know, sinks and stuff in the middle. And then there was a shower <clears throat> that separated, a clear shower 
that separated the other side of the bathroom where there was a sink. It was like two separate bathrooms in one bathroom. And it was only separated by a glass shower that you could see through. Mm -hmm. There was another toilet directly across the bathroom. Like they're facing each other. So they can sit in there and chat. But it was like too far to chat. You could just see each other. (laughs) I'm sure they could hear each other too. Well, maybe. I mean, (laughs) I guess if you talk loud enough, it was just odd. There was no privacy. (laughs) And I I never really, I mean, maybe now that I'm talking to my mom again, maybe I should, maybe I should talk to her about this and see why. Like everybody's not grossed out by what you're grossed out by. If she had an issue with it, it's like, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, please speak up. Is it weird? Right. (laughs) Help me. I I don't know. I mean, well, but you call it, you and your wife call each other buttholes. So I don't know. Is it that weird? Well, we don't call each other buttholes. We call it. <laughs> we, we said baby hole. I mean, there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're calling them each other buttholes. <laughs> yeah. But it's said in a lovey way, like baby hole, baby hole. All right. Well, the, well then just let, have her take a dump in a lovey way and be in the same room. That's <laughs> So nasty. So nasty. So nasty. It's not nasty. It's normal. It's life. I've had plenty, like I said, boyfriends outside of my daughter's father that if I'm in the bathroom, they'll come talk to me or they'll come take a shower or brush their teeth or something. It happens. Well, you can make it not happen. That's my point. It doesn't bother me. (laughs) Okay. Clearly, you haven't read the great novel, Everybody Poops. (laughs) Yes, of course. Everybody poops (laughs) sometimes. Clearly, I have not. I've not read that now. How did we get from her hands to this? <laughs> because you said a man would not want me sleeping with an arm oh, sling that's right. on. That's how. There, hey, Nate, come on, go back to your single days. There's some truth to that, right? I mean, those little weird things that, like, if you went to a girl's house for the first time and she's wearing headgear at night, that's kind of a turnoff. Well, if it was uh, like the gloves, like Brandon's talking about, which is the fingers missing, that might be kind of cool. You could like Nikki could make up some story like, oh, these are these are hand job gloves and they make it feel better. They're like ribbed for your pleasure. I don't think hand job gloves exist. I don't think you can make a glove that would make it feel better unless it's all. Well, you don't think so? I don't know. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you another example. Okay, I'll give you another example of uh, something that turned me off and I just left. And this one is really going to surprise you. Okay. So the 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 once love of my life, my high school sweetheart, okay, we broke up my sophomore year in college. Years later, we reconnected, and we were kind of starting to get to know know each other again, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I went down to go visit her, and I went. She invited me to her apartment. And we go inside. I meet her roommate, who was wearing this little nighty thing. Her roommate was so hot. And it took me a minute to stop thinking about her roommate. Then we go into her bedroom. Now, you don't take an ex-boyfriend, especially somebody that's been around that long, into your bedroom without thinking something's going to happen. But to me, she was still that girl that I knew before, not this new, fairly aggressive girl, which bothered me. Because it's like, where'd you learn all this stuff? Wasn't for me. So all this stuff is going through my mind. And I remember I did like the douchiest thing in the world. Man, I brought her my talent package. Like I brought her my like my my like stuff I did like on VCR and my air check. And <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> such a douche. <laughs> it's like this is what I'm doing now. I guess I was trying to like look at me. I'm a radio guy. I've been doing it for 365 days. You know that kind of thing. 
And <laughs> and so she starts, she was like, do you want to, I forget we got into, because she, she knows that I was like massages. So she either wanted me to give her a massage or um, her give me a massage, something like that. And she was like, uh, so I'm, I get in her bed, I'm laying in her bed, I'm, my clothes are still on. And she goes to the bathroom and she's got this little dog, right? This little, I don't know what type of dog, this little dog running around. And I get into her bed, and there's, like, little spots of dog pee. Ew. In her, oh, that's ew, right? Now, that's gross, though. Oh, but hanging out with a dude while he drops off his duty is not gross. A dog peeing in your bed? Well, I don't think the dog peed in her bed. I thought it, I think it's, like, the little, you know, like, when, like, a boy dog will, will, will go pee-pees, and he's got a little pee-pees on the end of his ding-dings, and then he just, he sits down, so his ding-ding, like, the leftover pee-pees get on the, the sheets. You know what I'm talking about? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. A little dribble. Yeah, a little dribble. It happens to guys, me especially, all the time. So anyway, she. I think that's what it was. But it was so bright yellow. And I'm like, this is fucking disgusting that you sleep in this bed. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I can't lay in this bed. So I, I, I left. I go, I got to go. And I freaked out and I just left. Now, I agree with that. If I went and got in bed with somebody with peed up sheets, I'd leave too. Yeah. That's another level of nasty. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, so anyway, um, well, my shit, this is not going to work out. Uh, my better with fuck this week was originally what I was going to talk about in this segment. (laughs) It's not going to make any sense now. I was going to talk about these rude kids at a basketball game. (laughs) I'll have to talk about, just remember rude kids at basketball game, right? Because that's, it was leading into my better with fuck. So either way, my better with fuck this week, basketball movies, (laughs) So if I would have known we were going to do hand stuff, I would have done hand movies. Anyway. Maybe that's our bonus content and you got to subscribe to find out. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the flippy flop. We're doing the better with fuck first and you got to find out why later. Right. Let's do better with fuck. Whatever we do, it's better with fuck. What? Everything's better with the fuck. All right. Well, like I was saying, uh, these are basketball movies because what I was originally going to talk about, I'll have to move to the bonus uh, content. So <laughs> stick around after the outro and you can figure out why I did basketball movies for better. This is a reverse. This is the Benjamin Button stuff, right? Uh, okay. So these are better with fuck basketball movies. You're going to grade me one to 10, 10 being the best. The highest score wins gets played again. And then afterwards, um, you just buzz in and tell me the movie and the year, and you get a point for that. All right? Everybody cool with that? Yep. Brandon, you okay with that? You look like you were confused. You had your hand up or something. You okay over there? Oh, I was just wondering if you're ready to give a fuck about your health. Uh, Oh, yeah, I am. So I was getting to that, but thank you so much. I mean, I've always wanted to give a fuck about my health, and there's no way that I'm forgetting about Chef Eric and Nicole Day. (laughs) Especially her website, ChefericaNicoleDay.com. What would make you think that I would not want to give a fuck about my health with ChefericaNicoleDay.com? <laughs> this kid, Nikki D. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness what gracious. What are you doing over there? Uh, she is, by the way, an experienced culinary medicine consultant and private chef with a medical and high-end restaurant background. Available for consulting on meal planning for weight loss, helping with medical conditions or strict macros for bodybuilding, fitness training, etc. Uh, the never forgettable. Never. Chef Erica Nicole Day. 
Absolutely. Erica she Nicole. loves glitter. Yeah, uh, with an E, E-R-I-C-A, ericanicoleday.com. But yes to your your question, Brandon, no. I, I mean, yes, I do care. So thank you very much. I was, I was just checking in, make sure you still cared. <laughs> of course I still care. All right, here's the first one, boys and girls. Nice pass, man. That was a great stretch of the basket, too. You know, you really got some skills. You might be able to play in the NBA. Thanks, Mike. I'll, I'll probably fuck on that. But I'm going to take this opportunity to retire from the game of basketball. No, come on. No. It's a little, little tricky, tricky-dicky. Uh, one to ten, Nate. Uh, from what I could hear, is it was pretty good. So I'm going to start off with a seven. Ooh, seven strong, Brandon. Yeah, now my favorite. I want to start off a little lower, probably a six. All right, probably a six. We'll see if that's real later, Nikki. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was well placed. So I'm giving it a seven, also. Okay, seven. I like it. All right, here we go. Countdown from three, two, one, go. White men can't jump. No. Higher learning. No. Higher Looney, learning. Uh, Space Jam. <laughs> Uh okay, Space Jam really? is correct. Oh, and I've never seen that movie. Nineteen ninety three, ninety eight, ninety six, ninety six. There we go. Nicely done. All right, here we go. Second one. Now I want you to go forward and tell the others what I have told you here today. Do you understand me, son? Yes, mom. You're so kind. I'm sorry I stole your song. Oh, I fucked you for that a long time ago. <laughs> I fucked you for that a long time ago. Nate, one out of ten. Uh, I will give this one an eight. I like that last fuck. is is uh, well-placed. All right, Brandon. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to come up. I'm going to give it an eight. An eight. Ooh, that's a coming up. All right, Nate. That's a coming up, and I'm giving it an eight as well. That was very well-placed. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Semi-pro. Oops. Oh, sorry. Let me give you a louder ding. There we go. Oh, thank you. In, in, a, in a year? 95. 2001. 95. 2009. 2007. 2008. 2008. Hold on. What'd you say, Nate? 2008. Yeah. Dang. The year One of year off. <laughs> Last one. Is that Will Ferrell? Yeah. 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 Never even heard that. Last one. That's Here a good movie. Here we go. I swear to God, man, I have never seen this white boy before in my life. Sydney, you out of your mind negotiating with the guy with the blade? You got a wife and kid, man. How do you know my name? And how come he's talking about your family? What? Wait a minute. <laughs> you talking about my wife and kid and you don't know me? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Fuck! this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> you, got a, you got a real one and a, and a, and a fake one. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought made it even much better. Uh, all right, Nate, one out of ten. Uh, I will give this a nine. I Ooh. thought that was the best one wow. for sure. All right, Brandon. Uh, I'm going to go with an eight. Mm. Nikki. I'm giving it a ten. What? It's my favorite. It's my favorite. <laughs> well, a, a, we've had a ten before. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. White man can't jump. White man can't jump. <laughs> Nate on the delay. 1993. 1992. 93. Nikki, 1992. Oh, 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 right. So, Nate still wins three points. Woo! Nikki did beat Brandon at the end. Let's go! With uh, two. And that was the clip. Yes, White Man Can't Jump. I love that movie. Here we go. I swear to God, man, I have never seen this white boy before in my life. Sydney, you out of your mind negotiating with the guy with the blade? You got a wife and kid, man. 
How do you know my name? And how come he's talking about your family? What? Wait a minute. You talking about my wife and kid, and you don't know me? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That sounded so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, com. That is our website. Be a premium 2%er. You get the bonus content. I'll explain here after the outro why the Better With Fuck was basketball movies. I was supposed to tell you that beforehand, but we got on Nikki's weird sleeping hand syndrome. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, anybody who wants to be a sponsor information up there, all of our social media, our, uh, top three playlist and so on and so forth. Questions for mad dog, Manny, all up there. Podcast, Nate, what do you got before we get out? Happy Friday, fuckers. Happy Friday, fuckers. Uh, Brandon, uh, door open poops. Okay. And Nikki, a brace won't stop this pimping. There you go. Have yourself a great, safe weekend. Now you'll be doing some drinking. Understand, we get it. You had too much. Don't get behind the wheel of a car. Lost way too many friends like that. Thanks for all the support. Thanks for listening. Bonus content coming here after the outro. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.